3D6 down the line. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to 3D6 down the line. Once again, we are playing uh, Dolmenwood using the old school essentials uh, rule set from Gavin Norman. I am your host, John, the referee, going around the horn once again. We have Mike playing Alfred Berthesel, the magic user, David playing Brother Gwillem, the friar, Matt playing Halifax Swinney, the knight, and Ted playing Argus, the fighter. Uh, so this is episode 15. Last time we left our adventurers, they had retreated from the Gorth Stone uh, along the ley line Ewer and uh, retreated back to Prigwart after encountering some pretty scary stuff in that general vicinity. Uh, so uh, I believe, uh, maybe Ted, you can correct me if I'm wrong, we're on the 22nd of Hagrime. Does that sound right? Yesterday... Uh the day that everything happened with the Gorth Stone was the 22nd. Oh, the 22nd, so okay. It's so. a new day. Rigward, 23rd. 23rd, okay, cool. All right, so uh, why don't we uh, roll for weather, shall we? So roll me a d6 to see if we're going to roll on spring or winter. You doing it there, Matt? I'll do it. Yep, I got it. There we go. You can tell by that look of concentration on his yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got a five. Five. Okay, so okay. we are going to. I can't remember what I said. What did I say for? A five. Five is definitely spring. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know, but I wanted to be. I think. I, I think it might be actually. I think it was one to four. Was going to be. It was. Yeah, it was like, and then as time went on, it would be more and more spring. Yeah. So go ahead and roll in the spring chart. So, so roll me two d six. Clear that up. Okay, two d six, baby. Here we go. All right. Oh, that's weird. That was cocked on uh, Albert. I want okay, I want daffodils and crocuses. I got a three. That Total does three. Three. Let's see what three is. That's uh, gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Not that bad. Not, not too exciting. Chilly. A chilly and damp day. Uh, dawns and pre work. All right. Okay. So, uh, what do you guys plan to do? You guys have brought your wagon back. You have some very strange paraphernalia from your encounter with the drone, and with the um. Uh, the body of that elf knight on the ground as well. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we kept his uh, helmet and his uh, lance. Mm -hmm. uh, there was also we like a, a blade that was stuck into him that we and we took that. Yeah. Yes, we have a drone dagger and a fairy dagger, a drone staff and an elf lance, a drone torque, drone books, an elf helmet, and a fragment from the Gorth Stone. Mm. Which I'm pretty excited about. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, we only know the relative value of the gold coins in the elf's pocket and the gold drone torque. Everything else we don't have a value on or anything like that. So we don't actually know uh, uh, what we're bringing home. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I, I know that uh, Halifax wasn't particularly inclined to just sell these things as if we were just like, you know, killing people and looting them. Um, sure. but the XP value is important. <laughs> he doesn't know what that is. <laughs> so what do you plan to do? Um, can uh, I just recommend that we don't spend a lot of time in Prigward? I mean, I don't think we should try and sell stuff or anything. Let's just... we Everyone in town made a big deal about us leaving. Oh my god, they're, they're setting out on their expedition, and here we are the very next day being like, Hi. Hey, we're back. <laughs> let's just, let's go check out. I want to do more hex exploration. Does anyone else want to go check out that hex 
that was like right to the south where those bakers like you know and the bard is missing and like yep. i don't know i think it was on the edge of the golden wood or something and you know maybe we can go get in some trouble there yeah. i'm down to do that uh yeah. do we want to store anything in town in the meantime I, uh, I think or... we should store that store the those those new items in town rather than carry them with us until we figure out you know, what they do if we want to keep them if we want Possible to sell deniability them. we'll take the murder evidence exactly. out of the car, the car. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do we want to bury it in the ground somewhere <laughs> um, you're still staying at yeah. the clash antler right yeah mm-hmm. um have you ba- been paying for the night stays there um, we had paid for them up until the point that we left. So if, um, I guess if we spent the night last night in, uh, the, uh, Clash Dantler, um, we need to pay for that. Don't forget, so, I'm staying at the church. Okay. So that's the th- three of us. Uh, the retainers can go to their homes, right? So we just have to pay for the three of us. Yeah. Uh, correct. Yeah. It's one GP per person if you want, um, one of the, private, the cabin. One of the cabins, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll t- what are you, do we just do it off the company funds? Yeah, let's uh, use sure. the company funds until the company funds are expended, and then we can always just refinance them again. Is exactly. That All right. Okay. Okay. So three GP for that? Yep. All right. All right, so you are, are you, when you, so you're going to head, uh, Along the Horseye Road east out of Prewart. Um you've been down this road many yep. times, and you're going to attempt to actually deliberately seek out uh, the Baker. Is that right? I think we're going to. I think the plan was to go to the uh, the hex where at least we were stopped that one time, and then go explore. Yeah, yeah. Just to clarify, we still want to explore the hex, as in yes. like exploring it fully. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, also, I would like to pray at the church before leaving in the morning. Sure, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, please do. Reverend, Reverend. I, actually, uh, Argus will join you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so Reverend Smunk is happy to see you come back again, and you are do receive the blessing of Saint Waylane and are able to cast Hold Person once within the next twenty four hours. Um, nice. An overcast, humid, uh, or not humid, but overcast and damp and chilly day as you head out again, I assume with your, um, uh, full compliment. Full compliment. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, up the, uh, hex map, John, on Albert. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. And, but before what, while they're, while those guys are praying, um, uh, Halifax would, uh, write a letter to, to, uh, Chithane, um, uh, you know, the, the new houndskeeper up uh, in uh, Haramore and ask, um, you know, he's not, he's going to be uh, discreet about this, but um, just ask this, this, you know, guy who he plays, how things are going. Um, and, you know, oh, you know about some of the, uh, the historical interests that we shared in terms of um, uh, the sword, uh, you know, the mythical sword of uh, Sir Chide and it's, uh, Provenance, uh, asking, you know, would would any uh, would anyone claim uh, uh, ownership of that okay. prior to prior to him? Sure. And are you sending? Um, you want to send a messenger with a, a written message asking about that? Um, yeah, yeah. Just and and again, dressed addressed to the houndskeeper. Just you know, as a student of history, would you be interested in something like you know, 
Do you know anything like this? Uh, sure. Okay, I'll say for the message, it's going to cost five five gold to send someone. Okay. But you can send someone long. That's fine. All right. Uh, let's make a note. So, and I'm just looking at the map, guys. And obviously, I'm not looking at the hex map. Are we doing that little triangle region that's kind of down just above the Abbey of St. Key, but on the north side of the road? Is that the hex that we're going to? It's, uh, I think it's, so. It's hex 1206. So, oh, I yeah. thought that was the one we just went to, 1206. No, you went to 1205, but um, it is the hex yeah. that's in between Prigwart and the Refuge of St. Key. Basically, okay. basically dominated. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Basically dominated by the horse eye road. Okay, cool. And so I'm marking down on my little map 1206, and that's the hex directly below 1205. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So and, um, when you pass uh, uh, back out in this, you've, you've gone along this passage, uh, you know, this part of the road numerous times now and back, back and forth between the refuge and Castle Brackenwold and all other sorts of exploring throughout the times here. Um, so it's you're, you're well familiar with it. Um, as expected, Elfric, when you leave the bounds probably about two miles outside uh, on the road, uh, uh, pre-work is far in the distance, uh, deep in the forest, the moaning of the dead uh, slowly subsides. And you find yourself uh, just in a quiet chilly early spring day as you march through the through the wood um so your cart basically is going to um limit your travel to 12 miles a day um you are furthermore going to be searching the hex in moderate terrain which reduces your um travel to eight miles tops uh but you are traveling along a road until you do decide to go exploring so there is no modifier in tangled forest Great. Okay. So it's going to take you. All right. Well, let's say this. Um, you want to explore the hex. So do you want to fully explore, like go all the way around before you um, deliberately look for the bakery? Or do you want to find pinpoint the bakery first? I was, Let's just go all around first, guys. Let's do the bakery last. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So, and can we can we park our our uh, our cart well away, like still in the same hex, obviously, but well away from the place where we were ambushed the first time? I would hate for those uh, <laughs> them to come and steal our cart while we're out looking for them. Right. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry. So, what are you doing? You're looking for the bakery first. No. No, we're going to explore the hex, and then yeah. and then after we kind of figure out where the baker thing is going on then then maybe that will be our final interaction or or whatever okay all right so uh yeah you you travel on the road um you know that the spot where the ambush was set up is coming up ahead um so uh you know it's this is also an extremely heavily traveled road very few roads are he more heavily traveled than this one uh so uh, if you'd like to make camp or park your cart on the side of the road um who are you leaving there assuming assuming you are leaving someone there yeah, the hunter guy, the hunter. Uh, Brigan, Brigan, uh, it's a woman, uh, is the hunter, and Weevil is the fighter. And I think we should probably, specifically because it's as, as uh, traffic as it is, leave both of them with the car. Do you guys agree? Um, and, um, and Puddles. Don't forget Puddles. Oh, I forgot about Puddles! How could you forget <laughs> Puddles? Ah, uh, uh, Puddles as well. And Pim. 
uh, I'll suggest comes along with us. Um, if everyone agrees with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. And you have paid in advance for these guys? I can't remember the payment terms. Yeah, yeah. We, we paid 10 days in advance. 10 days in advance. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, Pim is not too thrilled to hear that he's also, the, again, on the next day, the, the person who's coming with you guys, um, based upon what happened last time, um, and is sort of asking, what are we doing in the woods here, exactly? What a nice job, Pim. <laughs> Don't you like to wayfare in the jolly woods? <laughs> Excitement! <laughs> Adventure! Become, become, become one with the forest and its uh, miscellaneous creatures. Uh, pick some mushrooms. Come on, Pim. You're a man of man of the area. Surely you've spent some time out here. So uh, yeah, he's he's like okay, but uh, he's, he's <laughs> not too thrilled about it. Um, uh, as you head off, you do see that there are so there's not a stream of traffic, but there are a few carts like kind of coming from either direction. They kind of slow down as they see your cart kind of pulled over to the side and. Um, friendly words of ex- you know, are exchanged between um, Bregan and Weevil and some of those um, merchant caravans as you uh, head off into the woods. Um, you uh, are you um, are you taking horses with you? Are you leading horses? You can't ride them. No, you don't even have horses, right? Yeah, they, also, they have to stay. Yeah, okay. I also want to point out uh, uh, whether now is appropriate or not. I forgot to last time, but I think it would really be useful for us as we explore these hexes, maybe to um, either by doing markings on a tree or occasionally doing like a carn, like some stacked rocks, etc., etc. Just do some indication that we personally would be familiar with in case in the future we were to get like lost in this area and find that, we would be able to reorient ourselves. So I think it'd be like a useful thing Ingram. to have in it. Hmm? That's interesting, Gwillem, our, our companion, Snell, who we yeah. recently lost. He was big <laughs> on making cairns in the forest and tying with his I wonder, I wonder, well, maybe Snell's spirit speaks through me. <laughs> the one true god I doubted, works in mysterious of the worst sort. I, I doubt he would talk to you. <laughs> a heretic um, in his dinner. Well, I think, you know, uh, that, uh, as an aside, you know, f- f- being a friar, I'm traveling a lot, right? It would be uh, logical that I would have my own little rituals of of, of uh, traversal, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if one of those makes most sense to you, John. If I'm like scratching into a tree, or if I'm stacking some rocks, or something that has a little more permanence than just you know drawing a, a arrow in the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean maybe maybe we should bring the hunter with us rather than Pim. Hmm? We could get lost in there. I mean, kind of why we hired gen- generally speaking, the hunter will always be able to help us navigate better. I agree with that, but again, my purpose, just to be clear, I don't want to get us too bogged down with this, is not the immediate. My purpose is, if we were to, for instance, for all the hexes around Prig War, and on our way back from some grand adventure in the middle of nowhere, we get lost, as we did the last time we were mm-hmm. traveling at night. I don't know if this would help uh, our opportunity of like finding our way again, but I think it would be a useful sort of inward logic. I don't know. Uh, so in general, like I think your- the, the way that I would rule it is that um, they would certainly help. There's no way that it wouldn't help. Um, yeah. But of course you can't like lay 
you, you can't basically cartographically map out the entire hex. You know what I mean? Like this no, is going to be. No, no, I expect to. No, no, I expect to. But, yeah. but I would say though that um, if you guys take the time to actually fully explore hexes, and then on top of that, also leave landmarks um, and markings of your own there, then I would say that should you return to the hex, that I would, um, uh, depending on the terrain. I would um, either uh, completely forego a, a getting lost roll or, or or reduce it. Um, you know, that's, I mean, that's very fair to me. Depending I mean, that's, upon that's what I'm going on, on a, you know, like a craggy forest might be a little bit more difficult to still navigate. Even, um, but this this right. sort of forest wouldn't be that bad. Um, yeah, my logic isn't to just sort of like diagram the whole area. My idea is just that like we see, I see, you know, an obvious landmark, and I think, oh, I'll stack some rocks on that big rock. Yeah. Right, a cairn. Yep, that's cool. That seems like yeah. something I might see. Right, that should probably be something, um, Mike. If you're marking on a hex map stuff, that you might want to like mark, like you know, some sort of symbol that says, "Yeah, like we we know that hex" or something like that. You know, nice. Yeah. Um, so mapping the ones that we know, and so if we're going to do that, then I'll just I'll just put an outline around it or something. Yeah, like yeah, or color, maybe color pencil dot. That that means you know, explored. Um, Anyway, so yes, you go about doing this. So um, the, I would say it's only about like maybe 9, 30, 10 a.m. by the time that you actually get to the part of the road where you're going to actually head off and into it. Um, so it's not a problem at all. Um, and you crunch through into this. Um, it's a very around here. It's very like dense, forbidding wood. Lots of twisted elm trees and hawthorn. Um, there are many paths here that are like um, mostly animal paths but they lead to sort of gloomy dead ends and you kind of have to backtrack and um, it's just all together a very kind of somber, dense forest. Um, and uh, you just hear like a lot of a lot of things out there in the forest crunching through underbrush and stuff like that and realize that there's nothing there and a little bit spooky. Um, but uh, you, other than that, you don't really find much of interest um, except for uh, throughout your exploration of the hex, you do crisscross, especially in the northern part of the hex, a, uh, a, a rather well-trodden path that heads generally southwards, avoiding major obstacles that is obviously man-made. Um, it is, um, um, it's like a hiking path, right? Like it's, it's not in, in any way sort of maintained really, uh, but it's just, um, uh, but it's, it's obviously man-made and it heads generally south towards the center of the hex. Any evidence of uh, campsites or anything like that on the on the trail? No. Yeah, uh, we would would have been looking for any signs of uh, you know the uh, the bandits that accosted us that one time. Nope, there doesn't. It, it well, actually, I would take it back then. In that case, it sort of does look like it's well maintained. Like there's no there's no litter or debris or human um, human presence at all, except for um, even to your unskilled eyes, are obvious tracks like recent tracks that are going back and forth uh, of booted feet. Um, uh, it is a chilly, damp day, so I would say the track is probably a little bit muddy. Uh, but there's a lot of stone um, and roots and stuff like that that goes over kind of over hill and under dell and all that sort of stuff. And handling um, uh, generally south, but you guys are sort of doing a systematic sweep across the hex, like sort of backwards and forwards, um, and so you're constantly sort of crisscrossing over that, kind of taking note of it, like that sort of thing. Um, so I wonder if uh, that path leads down to the woodcutters or something uh it could it could or it could go to the yeah. bakers that's all good thinking right well, i think booted. we thought the bakers were north of the road yeah mm -hmm. uh, we're north of the road right john 
Uh, you are not. Well, you've, you're exploring everything. So yeah. this is just right. a long-winded way of me telling you that eventually you um, you hone in on where the destination of this path is. And as it kind of goes so southward off the main horse-eyed road, you see that oh, okay. um, through the forest, it actually seems to um, uh, almost fairy tale perfect. It's sort of the trees sort of open up into this beautiful sort of hidden glade in the midst where um, it actually turns into uh, paved or, or laid stone. And it kind of it kind of uh, goes over this tiny little bridge over a little babbling brook, and off in the distance, sort of like um, uh, dully lit by the clouded sky, a, um, a quaint little cottage. What does the air smell like? Uh, it actually smells. Uh, it's a good question. Um, it's a very mouth-watering scents are emanating from that general direction. The sm sense of cinnamon and gingerbread. It's like a thatched, a thatched little, a charming little thatched cottage. So, so John, just so I'm clear, when you said that it was a well-trodden path heading south, you're saying that we had gone north of the road to explore and encountered a path heading back south? No. So I mean, really, it's north. No. It's off, uh, the, off the main road. When, when you say you're exploring a hex, you're basically covering everything. So if there's anything to find, you're going to find it. So I'm going to say, like, you go all over the hex. There is a path. Are, there is a path, however, that that leads off from the main road. I actually explained this to you when you were initially ambushed. Um, but, but you guys said you wanted to avoid that spot. But uh, but that... Yeah. But, oh, I thought that path headed north. No, no, it didn't head south. So we're south of the side road. Uh, before we go and jump into uh, trouble... Uh, can we say that I was foraging as we traveled around, John, and do sure. a quick forage roll? Absolutely, yep. It's two and six for you, right? Yep. So, hold on one second. I believe it's two and six. Let me double check just in case. <clears throat> and, John, you didn't ask, but I've memorized sleep and sleep. Sleep and sleep, okay. Yep, two and six, two and six. So I'm going to roll. I think Willem picks his way through the forest, nose to the ground, eyes on the trunks of trees and the backsides of stones. Oh, well, there you go. Good job. Hope you get caviar. All right, roll me. I want to get some psychedelics. Roll me a, uh, <laughs> roll me a D6. It's another, it's mushrooms again, it's another it? one. Fungi. Roll me a D20. No, I'm molding this for us. Seventeen. Seventeen. Ah, pour one out for Jesse. This is spatchcock. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a chunky gray bracket fungi. Uh, smells and tastes of of roasting game. Wow. Um, ooh, this is cool. They spatchcock mushrooms are one of the most treasured delicacies of the woodsman. Um, once foraged, they dissolve into slime within hours, so they are rarely tasted in towns. So, so you actually kind of have to like eat them now, which is kind of cool. That's fun. Yeah, that's, that's fun. why they're so uh, so treasured. Uh, so roll me another d6. Four. Four. Okay, so you have you found enough to feed four people, four, four rations worth of spatchcock. Well, well, there's four of us. That's perfect. There's four of us. So, sorry, sorry, Bregan, Bregan can have mine, and I'll have my last remaining Trunberry from the other session. That way, we're all eating together. Oh, so it's Bregan who's coming. Okay. Didn't we bring Bregan? Was that? Was that? Yeah, we did. We, we didn't agree on it. 
this we time. We discussed it. Oh well, we brought Bregan mm. instead of instead of Pam. Mm. I'm gonna say. Okay. So well, wait. Well, that actually matters because we do have to roll to see if you um. Lost. Yeah. Although I should probably forgo it because I've already said that you found the cottage. So. <laughs> we'll worry about that. We'll worry about that later. Um, we'll just say that because Brendan is with you and she's a hunter, she knows the way. Uh, okay, you, so. you can roll to see if we get lost when we're running away, John. Yeah, exactly. Forging, forging seems pretty. Maybe we're just getting lucky, but forging seems pretty powerful, gang. It's pretty cool. I'm loving, I'm loving just right. wandering around and, and filling myself up for the day. <laughs> and you're, Detritus. You're starting to lean heavily towards the mushroom end of things too, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. So there's um, you're like a, so, like a truffle hunting pig. So. Uh, in the gloomy light uh, of the glade, there with the cottage, um, it looks pretty picturesque. But uh, there is a there is some activity going on. You notice that um, that there is the main cottage, but also in the rear there appear to be a couple of smaller dwellings, and uh, you notice that there are uh, some humanoid men-sized forms like back there, like kind of working together, or uh, what appear to be around some sort of pool or pond back there. Um, in addition, you see that there are uh, a number of young women, uh, all uh, varying ages, uh, uh, varying from like preteen all the way up to like mid twenties. Um, you'd say there's probably five or six basically outside the cottage, and they're basically doing just a number of tasks or talking to each other. You hear some giggling um, from the younger ones, um, and uh, the smell is absolutely. Uh, like drawing you inwards basically um and uh, you know some of them are like like beating beating like a rug on the outside or sweeping the th sweeping the uh the uh, threshold that sort of thing um as you uh, i will say that you guys have not emerged into the glade so uh, so they do not appear to have noticed you yet um but all in all it looks like a, you know an, an industrious quiet peaceful place okay. This is good. They have not noticed us because we have not talked about what we want to do. Yeah, <laughs> are we gonna run out charging and just kill all these girls? I wish we could save those mushrooms to barter, man. That would have been they. They like food. Oh, that's a fun idea. Oh, that's a bummer. Too bad. Such as um, one quick note, Ted, because you're probably doing uh, the ration log for the mm -hmm. retainers. Don't forget that uh, Reagan just had a. That's one spare ration, right? Yep. For Bregan. And yes, uh, last session, Pim had one as well. So that's two yep. extras. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. The question I wanted to ask John is when, you know, we're so we're standing at the edge of the clearing or whatever, and we're looking to a cottage and some smaller buildings. Do they look like large enough to, to house the number of people we're seeing? Or do they look much larger? Is there a lot of people we're not seeing, you know, from a guess? I, I'm sorry. Is it like, so, like, if you know, if you come across like a little, you know, ten by ten cabin in the woods, and there's twenty people in the yard, oh, they don't all sleep in a. No, no, it looks it it's it's a relatively rambling large. You know what I mean? It's not. It, it looks like it, it's it's suitable for a number of people. Does it does it look like we're definitely not seeing everyone? Like, oh, that place is huge, and I see three people. Or, uh, it, I could. We, you, you don't know. We we can't tell. You, okay. you can't tell. Should we should we like do a, a kind of perimeter around these to kind of look look around before we just walk in the main? Uh, yeah, I want to I want to make sure we walk around the back so you, you see the the men flayed on the on the um, wooden racks. <laughs> yep, yep. Before the humans hanging on the back of the barn. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, so you move around to to the back. Um, you see that back there, there is an extremely large, about 60 feet wide, um, in the midst of the forest uh, with a with a stone path that sort of leads back there from the back end of the cottage. Um, a large pool, um, but it's bubbling in sort of yellowish white. And you realize that what it actually is, is like it appears to be dough, like, like yeast, like a yeast pool almost. Um, and there are six figures which are at various irregular points um, uh, along that dough pool that have these large wooden uh, like uh, churning poles, right? Like, like, like things. And they're sort of mixing the, you know, just kind of making sure that it kind of stays uh, consistent. And uh, strangely enough, they are all human-sized gingerbread men. Like literally, like you know, like the sort of like the, yeah. The bard. <laughs> and they've got like the little frosting, frosting eyes and little, little uh, smiling frosting faces. Don't you know. Anything. Do not just, How come everything that we fight is undead, fey constructs that are all immune to sleep spells? It really started making me upset. Um, there also okay. appears to be near um, the near the pool. There is um, a, a a much more ramshackle cottage, um, like much like uh, like nowhere near as as upkept and much smaller, um, and basically windowless. Uh, and also th there is uh, what is obviously like a, a shed of some sort, which is off to the side, like a, a very small wooden building. So very important. Our bard friend might be trapped in one of those buildings. Could be, could be. He's been turned into a gingerbread man. Um, yeah, just as you were like, well, I wonder if the bard's there. You hear melo uh, melodious, sonorous tones, male tones, coming from within the, the main cottage. Like a, a, a lovely, um, uh, what's the term for that kind of song? A, um, I don't know. Yodel. A, like, a yodel. Not, not a yodel. A ballad. A ballad. A ballad. There you go. Yes, a lovely ballad coming. You guys, this this can't be sanitary to be mixing dough. I outside. know. Somebody, we got to call the health department. There's like leaves and like goose poop in there and all kinds of stuff. Man. Um, so let's let's not have a snack while we're here. Yeah. Uh, did, uh, you, did you relay to uh, Brother Gwillem <laughs> your 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 uh, interaction with them prior? Oh yeah, we're looking we're looking for a guy called the Velvet Touch, mm. I believe. Sounds. Uh, Creepy name. <laughs> he sounds like a real creep. No, no, no. Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> Maybe he deserved to be turned into a gingerbread man. I don't know. So, John, very important uh, question. <laughs> I gotta go tuck in a kid, but before I do, gingerbread men, do they have little icing smiles or do they have a little icing frown? They have icing smiles. Oh, they're happy. Mm -hmm, okay. They are. They're everything's everything's objectively happy. Awesome. <laughs> they All right, no. I'll, I'll be back in one minute. Okay. So Trust me, nothing smiling. Do they have any gingerbread weapons? They have big, <laughs> churning ladle wood things. Like a paddle kind of thing? Like a paddle, yes. Yeah. Do they have thumbs? Uh, no, they have like little mitten hands, you know? Yeah. They just kind of fold around. <laughs> well, let's not get pedantic right. about how they hold the butter things. When they're, <laughs> they're, they're using them. All right, well, <laughs> we can just walk right up. Uh... uh which I think is probably our only option. <laughs> so, if you want to interact, I don't with know, us. man. I, I would say if we can get closer to those outbuildings and at least kind of clock those before we just 
goes sauntering into the middle of like man pie okay. central you hear a, smatter, sorry, a smattering of applause as the uh, as the ballot ends from inside and some yeah. light cheering hey why don't we walk uh uh the circumference of this clearing away from the doughboys towards like you said sort of those fringe they were sort of ramshackled uh so just keep doing the perimeter yeah i want to see if we can get closer to that ramshackle building with no windows and see what yeah. the hell's there there's two. There's a window with window with built by a windowless cottage and also a ramshackle shed. Which which one? Sorry, I, I I hate to be confused. Which one has the music emanating from it? Neither. No, that's the main, the main house. That's the main house. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So let's go to uh, the shed. Let's go small to large. Why not? Let's go to the shed first because the shed's a shed. How, how close is the shed to the perimeter? Can we actually get to it without being gingerbreaded? You can. Uh... It, it, no, they are both sort of like out in the open, like in the landscaped area yeah. of the yard. Um, so, you know, you could try to time it when they're all looking at the pool or something like that. But other than that, yeah. you know, you'd be basically exposed. I mean, I could go on the head. Oh, sorry, David, go ahead. Uh, this will not make us invisible, but uh, as we utilize last time, silence will silence us. So if we wanted to cast silence on one of us and we'll walk together, we won't make any noise in the walking. Honestly, man, I feel like it's you should say that bad boy. I do too. I do too. But I'm just saying, like, if we get into a rut where we need to be real quiet real quick, that is useful as a defensive as well. Um, but I don't know. That's, I, don't think we're I, I was wondering, good. John, if we circle farther around the, around the Glen, it could, can we get to a point where the buildings are between us and the gingerbread guys? That's smart. Uh, yes, you could. Although, right. yeah. Oh, go ahead. What's that? If we did that, we wouldn't be visible to the gingerman, but would we, would be, would, that, would we be visible to the young women in the main cottage? Right. Uh, possible. The, the cottage is uh, two storied and there are numerous windows all around. So they basically can yeah. see all, all, oh, you know, if someone is looking through the windows, they're able to see like basically the entire place. Okay. I gotta say, I think honesty is the best policy here. You know, come up to the front door. Yeah. There's a. I don't. I as. Go ahead, John. You're you're kind of debating what to do. Um, and uh, one of the women who appears to be the oldest, this woman looks to be probably in her early thirties. Um, uh, strikingly tall, beautiful, with long, uh, straight black hair, um, wearing uh comfortable riding leathers. Um, she kind of comes confidently back um and she is um she ha she pulls out of a, she a sheath at her side a long leaf bladed dagger gorgeous looking thing does not look like uh it's meant for it it, it looks like obviously fairy make although she herself does not look a fairy and she unsheathes it and she um, casually just sort of whittles a little stick with it. And she does it like in a rapid motion so fast that you can't really see her hands. Um, and like the shavings are like flying off the end of the stick, like as if she's just cutting through butter. And she just sort of saunters through. She kind of um, holds up the blade and she sort of smiles into it and checks her teeth in the reflection of it. You know what I mean? She's kind of casually just walking around. Doesn't appear to notice you. <laughs> sure, sure. And then she, um, she kind of comes up to the gingerbread man. Kind of looks into the pool, nods a little bit, um, and then she, without even recognizing that the gingerbread men are there, she just takes her knife and she sort of just, whoosh, she like just wicks off like a, a little chunk of gingerbread off like the back end of one of them, one of their arms, and she just kind of holds it like a little piece of 
bread. You know what I mean? That was basically what it is uh, against the blade. And she sort of eats a little bit of the gingerbread from the person. And then she... Um, what? Yeah. Then she would like an, ex- an expert sort of like butterfly. Like she likes sheaths it again. Love it. Uh, what was the thing that she whittled? Or can, can we tell what this? Just like a sharp, this... like like a nothing. Th- she hasn't been it hasn't been carved into anything. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we remember right. her. Was she one of the brigands that robbed us? She sure was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Was she the chatty one that was gonna put me, fill me through a full of crossbow bolts? No. That was a, a red-haired one who was a little bit younger, but she was there. Uh, well, yeah, it seems like uh, she wanders back around. I don't think sleuthing around will get us, yeah, uh, anywhere good. Either I think we go towards the front door in peace, or we leave. <laughs> yeah, and we so, just say, "Hey, uh, we were, you know, we were, we heard the music, and we were wondering if it's the Velvet Touch here because he's." There's people looking for him back in town, and all right. Put it like, everyone that wants to YOLO, raise your hand. I want to YOLO by I want to YOLO by walking up and saying hi to them. I don't want to YOLO. That's by what I'm saying, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, I want to YOLO. Right. The, the uh, only yeah. question, yeah, Ted, go ahead. No, I'm he's voting. Good. Oh, you're voting? Yeah, I vote yeah. from up there too. All right. Just, the only thing I want to know is like, uh, because I've, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll whip this sword out when it's time. But yeah, you will. When is that going to be time? Are we are we like going in there to like kick kick some ass, or are we that just going in there plan. to like say, "Oh, hi, hi, Mister Velvet Touch. Uh, we're big fans." That was my plan. <laughs> I think we go in with the pretense that uh, we spoke to them before, and we were curious about the music as we were, yeah, walking down the road, and wondered if we could parlay for a bit. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I'm not voting I don't, yes. I don't want to jump to conclusion. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. I said I'm not voting yes, but I'm in. Just remember that when we're being stuffed into pies, this was your idea, okay? Just remember that. It's always been prefaced I, by that. Just remember I, whatever I, something uh, horrible <laughs> There was a decision I'll point. Try. There was a decision made. Uh, <laughs> that moment where everything went horribly awry. Right. Uh, if it uh, makes uh, you feel any better, <laughs> we, may, we may not be pies. We may be gingerbread men. There you go. Um, Okay. And yeah, I, I would just say before we go in, after seeing this, this fairly horrific sight of this gingerbread man, I would say uh, let's be on our best behavior. Uh, we 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 don't know if uh, uh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, just your uh, thought. I'll, I have a thought after your after your thought. Go ahead. Uh, it may be that they are uh, villainous witches, and it may also be that uh, many a. Uh, uh, terrible soul who crossed their path got turned into gingerbread as vengeance. So let's not jump to conclusions about their uh, innate moral stance quite yet. Uh, you know. Should... Now my thought, John, wizard, wizardy, right? When she lops off a piece of that gingerbread guy, A, does it react? Does its frosting smile turn down? No. Nope. <laughs> and, and B, does it repair itself? No, a little frosting in the hole. No, basically. <laughs> or, or like, like they, do I notice that they are covered in like little nicks and bites and chews and like you know? <laughs> no. Ex- Good question. I like, told you, but the, but no, they they don't. Uh, that doesn't really write. And I, like I said, it's not like she like lopped off a whole bunch. She just she took a little little bite. You know. 
tiny like like little gingerbread man bite, except this is a huge gingerbread man. <laughs> I, I mean, I honestly, I'd probably do the same. Mm-hmm. All right. Smells so really good. Let's preliminary until we get back to the path that leads to the front door, and then we can march up the up the path. Okay. So, oh, the last thing I, I'd ask for is some kind of safe word, because obviously they have some kind of way to bewitch you and make you want to stay here. And you guys are oh, so uh, so paranoid. <laughs> are we super paranoid? What have I done to make you guys <laughs> act this monster. way? <laughs> well, our, our first encounter with anything was a giant crow monster that one shot at us in one round. Well, that was that was. <laughs> you did go to the ruined abbey of Saint Clude. You were warned about what kind of place that was. <laughs> you didn't walk in blind. So I'm trotting up the street. <laughs> right, so you walk down a little stone path and you go over the bridge. And I'm by the whistling, t- I'm whistling loudly as as I approach too. So okay, so they obviously they hear you whistling, um, and they 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 see you all approach. Uh, Bregan um, has, uh, I guess, her bow probably in her hand, but not knocked at all. I assume, right? I mean, you tell me, David, but whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think, I think Bregan has her bow. Sorry, Mike. We should have left Bregan in the woods as like an Overwatch. We can't. We can. We can let her watch in case we need an evac. Right. But... She's here. Okay. Right. Yeah. Sure. I'll say Bregan. Uh, in case something looks fishy, could you just uh, keep a watch from the the woods? We'll do, boss. She. Uh, so you uh, and they. A number of the girls hail you. They're like, "Oh, welcome!" You know. And then and they then you see like there's a little bit of recognition and you're like ah you took us up on our offer and you see like the the red haired uh, sort of twenty twenty two year old um, uh, she she comes bursting forth all sort of ebullience and happiness and um, there is uh, uh, you she's not wearing her leathers but she does have like a um, a crossbow like at her side that she's not she's not carrying it but it's there basically um but um she looks more like she's you know just living here uh and she comes up and she says ah oh, travelers it is so good to see you again you have decided to come taste our wares not wait for collie and prigwort excellent well come in come in please Thank you. And you, Thank you. you bring a friend Very too, kind of brother. Me. Welcome. May God be with you. God be with you. And you. We uh, we 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 brought pastries last time we were on the horseside road. We thought you might see you again, but we never did. So we thought we should pay a visit. And uh, I'm sorry we don't have anything this time. We've been we've been camping, but it's nice to see you. Desperate times. I'm so I, we apologize for the way that we acted back then, but sometimes. Uh, you, Times are what they are. You have to take what you can take what you can get. But I'm so glad that you came of your that obviously bygones are bygones. That you've come of your own accord to to come join us and a merry feast and perhaps for something more. She gives you like a saucy little wink. Um, you as you kind of make as she kind of escorts you towards the door with like a little a little entourage of of, of women. You see uh, the the dark haired one, the older one. She's uh, she's like leaning against the lintel with like one one leg sort of cocked back against the other one, you know. And she's just sort of she's got that knife out. And she's just sort of like uh, shaving, filing her nails, you know. And she just kind of looks up at you and kind of gives you like a wry smile. She's just like, "Welcome, please enter." Um, and uh, and she called she and then the the red haired one kind of calls back out and she goes, "Mother, mother, we have guests." Um, 
and you hear like a, a banging of pots and like a, and like oh 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 my all right ah uh, very well uh, Mr. Grewwater uh, uh, please uh, prepare something for our guests and she ushers you in and you find yourself into like it it's it's not. It's everything you kind of expected that a normal, lovely little fairy tale cottage bakery would be, right? It's um, there's a long, uh, table uh, enough uh, that basically dominates this room. Uh, there's a stairway that goes up, obviously, to chambers. There are a number of chambers that uh, abut on either side of the of the cottage. Um, uh, coming off in the main dining room, but uh, the the main table is like like a spread, man, and it's all. It's all carbs, baby. It's like just like mounds of uh, sweet danishes and uh, tarts and uh, pastries of, of all sorts, cookies and like the, uh, mounds of bread. And uh, it just smells like absolute heaven. And the smells emanating from um, uh, across like the length of the table, there is an entrance to um, a, a kitchen. And way back there, you can see that there's a very large oven that like dominates the entire thing. And uh, wiping her hands on her apron as she comes out is a very, you know, sort of uh, pudgy, stout, but uh, grandmotherly looking woman as she kind of comes out and she's got flour all over her hands and on her face and she um, and she, she wipes her hands on her apron and she's got like one big rolling pin um, and she has a uh, rolling pin in one hand and she has a huge long uh, stirring spoon in the other ones that she's sort of like wielding like a like a scepter sort um, of like sword and board here yes exactly yeah um i um, mean she puts like the rolling pin on the ground but she's still sort of waving her spoon around she goes oh, yes welcome may i introduce you first of all to our honored guest that we have with us sort of i i suppose we should say that he's in residence i suppose and you see that there is one gentleman just sort of sitting not at the head of the table but at the far end to like the left of the head just like a like a guy just sitting there but this guy is huge like arnold schwarzenegger like ripped like just bursting oh. out of his out of his um out of his uh his tunic right like it, and his tunic has obviously been tailored to show off his muscles right like it's cut off like right at the mid bicep you know so it's like bulging out you know and his he's got the lacings here that are sort of stretched out to see like the pec line you know <laughs> that sort of thing um uh gorgeous long dirty blonde Fabio hair that he sort of, you know, he, he, he looks over at you and he smiles a gleaming veneered white smile, you know, uh, and he goes, well, welcome <laughs> to the bakery named Crump Brewwater. They call me the Oaken String. Was that you that we heard singing, sir? Well, might say that it probably was. I don't think there's anyone else you ladies sing around here. They all laugh and giggle, and a couple of them like just put a hand on his massive shoulder. You know, oh, oh Crump, <laughs> silly. You know, and Crump takes like a, he's uh, he's like, well, I have a seat. You should try some of these. And he's he's like halfway through like this uh, mounded layered tart. You know, and he like tastes like a big bite of it, like a jellied sort of like poofs out on the side of his mouth. He's like, mmm. Mother just makes ah. the best, just the best stuff you wouldn't believe. Have a seat, pull up a chair. We've got lots to talk about, I'm sure. I want to hear your stories, maybe make a song about it, take it on the road. Argus will happily uh, accept a slice of pie and sit down next to Crump Grewwater. And uh, as he tucks in, so are you uh, Are you the fellow they call the, the Velvet Touch? Is that you? Have I heard of you? 
the Velvet Touch. I don't know who that is. I'm the Oaken String. Yeah, yeah, you said that. I got confused. I heard there was a guy out here playing in these parts named the the Velvet Touch, some singer guy. Doesn't sound very beautiful thought... to me. You member of the Bardic Guild, like yours truly? Uh, I don't know. We just, you know, you hear stuff at the pub that there's somebody out there and you when you're traveling around. Thought it might be you. Mm. No big deal. So how do you like that pie? That's this. What is the kind of pie? Is it John? Well, it's the kind of pie that's going to make you make a saving throw. That's not a good pie. <laughs> make me a saving throw versus spells. Oh, that's not good. I have to get above this number, don't I? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no bueno. <laughs> No bueno. The other three of you guys notice that they're the the women in the room and mother are all um uh focused very strongly on Argus as he's tucking into his pie. All right. Here goes. No. No. <laughs> my my spell save is a sixteen. I don't think that quite does it. All right. So um, Argus, you. You don't know what it is about the Oaken String, but this guy is speaking your language. And there's yeah. just something about this guy that you, it is pulling you in. And whatever this guy has given you, you want more of it. I don't like the sound of that at all. Yes, you do, actually. <laughs> actually you yeah. love the sound of this. Tell me with your grew water. Tell me all your stories. Well, Argus, well, I can I can see that you're a fan. You've heard of me. Is that is that correct? You've been down to the Woodcutters sure. Encampment. That's where I hail from. That's where the whole Grewwater clan hails from. See. Oh, the Woodcutters. Yes, I've heard nothing but interesting things about the Woodcutters. Yes. Well, I could tell you some stories. I, I might think I think I might hear the accent of Dreg upon your lips. Is that right? I am from Dreg. <laughs> I'm amazed that you notice. Well done, sir. Well. It's uh, my pleasure, of course. So why don't you just come over here and have a seat next to me and we'll... I would love to. Is there more pie? <laughs> <laughs> I adore <laughs> pie. John, do we notice anything irregular about his behavior you, yet? Or is it just... Yeah, you sit on his lap. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's quite obvious that he's... he's that Argus is, uh, although you certainly don't have to role play it, Argus. Um, that it's, but you are that he's more than just interested in in what Grewwater has to say. Like, like, um, he's gone dotted for him, basically. Like, he can't he can't get enough of him. It's this pie is amazing, sir. Did what's the what's the 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 large baker woman's name? Do we get her name? Mother, you can call me mother, dearie. Mother, 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 mother. What is in this pie? This is amazing. Oh, secret ingredients. What did you like to know? Oh, hmm. come on. We get top dollar for it. We get top uh, top uh, coin for it at uh, at market in Prigward. Wow. I'm so glad you enjoyed. it. very lucky. Have a cookie, gentlemen. The rest of you, you're just standing there. It's a chilly day. Come warm yourself by the fire. Sit really, down. Really, I I just ate. I, up to up to here. Well, what are you here for if you're not here to eat? Oh, for your warm the, company. Yeah, the, the the company. And we're we are hoping to purchase some of your um your pastries to take for to the, the road. road. Ah. Yes. Well, of course you can. 
what do I have here? Let's see. <laughs> do they not get me prices for these? They're all free. As <laughs> much as you can eat, man. Remember, if garlic is five gold, mm -hmm. <laughs> I will be one of It's here. Uh, yes, each pastry is uh, two silver. Oh, damn. Um, interesting. We could actually make some money on this, guys. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, new, new plan, a totally new plan. <laughs> yeah, leave Argus here and start like this uh, uh, bakery pastry, delivery pastry service. Embargoed or you know pastry smugglers. All right, so let me let me think about this. If we were to buy your entire stock and save you a trip to Prigwart for market day, what would you want for that? Oh, you wouldn't be able to sell them as well as we can sell them. And you, you look at all the girls who are all smiling. That is a lovely offer, and uh, it—I mean—that's just wonderful that you have the coin to 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 buy me out of my entire stock. Isn't that right, ladies? Oh. All, my entire <laughs> stock, he says. And they're all like, well, <laughs> "Interesting." <laughs> but uh, but uh, don't don't trouble yourself, please. If you would like to buy some and to take with you to enjoy upon your travels, wherever they may take you, please feel free. But uh, our businesses are, yeah, uh, sure. we make the trip up to pre-ward every week is not a bother. And frankly, uh, we're offering you a good deal here. We, we, we charge substantially more at the market. <laughs> Do you have a lot of return customers seeking you out here after purchasing a market? Well, there are some gentlemen often that uh, become transfixed with my daughter's beauty sometimes. And well, we're all, we're all creatures of nature here, aren't we gentlemen? It's, they have needs. At which point Argus will waggle his eyebrows at the redhead. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you are not. You're, you, you, you actually have no desire to do that, Argus. You're waggling your eyebrows directly at Gruwater right now. <laughs> oh, oh it's, that, it's that powerful. Okay. Yeah. I see. Of exciting and new. I'll, I'll book his bicep then. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's a lifetime of... Uh, Lifetime of traveling the roads and singing songs. I should take up like, like what? My <laughs> so, John, while this is going on, while we're in this we're in this lovely room with all the pastries, is there anything else going on in this room? Anything that doesn't seem quite right? Uh, being surrounded. No, but you you guys all seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tarantino. I have not, but yeah, of course. No. No, I actually Is this the part with the flamethrower? Jesus Christ. <sighs> I, I've seen it, John. We're going to die I'm now. We're going to die for missing a movie. <laughs> anyway, if, if, if we weren't on camera, I would go off on a rant at you guys for not having seen the, the Tarantino movie. Uh, but anyways, there's a scene in there where it would give you the same vibe. Uh, but never mind. Apparently that reference isn't going to catch on. Many you listeners will out there will, will understand. Um, as long as it's not from Dusk Till Dawn... Well, what, what I what I would ask John specifically is is I mean I understand that we are newcomers and so that there's a probably a level of entertainment, but does it seem as though there's no interest in anything but us in this room, which is to say like 
It looks like you you it looks like you enter. They're all sort of waiting for something to happen. Does that make sense? No, they're just sort of they're they they you know you stepped into their glade the the you know one that does not have signs posted like please come and visit us and you know they're being polite and uh, they recognize you from before and apologize for what they did. Now they're offering you to sell you pastry. Everything seems very normal, right? Considering the situation, they're, they you obviously mother was baking something in the back. At, at some time, uh, grew water here is rather strange. There's no sign of the velvet touch, and they all seem to be just sort of focused on you. They want to know like what you're doing here and if you'd like anything. But they're not like, like walking in a circle backwards or or speaking in tongues. No. No. Not like stuff made out of femurs. And... No, but they all are armed. They are all are armed. It would be, if you're sizing it up like strategically, it looks like there. Um, it would be impossible to um, escape out of an exit without going through them. Yeah. For one right. thing, um, I'm gonna count out five gold, which is oh no, wait, let me let me think that again. Five That's gold. A lot I'm, gonna out, I'm gonna count out two gold, which is like twenty pastries, mm-hmm. right? Yep, uh... and. Ten pastries. They're two silver each, so it's five pastries for a gold. Thank you. Math. And, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, I'll count out two gold, and that's ten pastries, and I'll just kind of peruse up and down the the table and, you know, say, oh, I, I would like this treacle tart and these baguettes with honey and clotted cream and those, and just, I'll just pie. Kind of mm-hmm. Huh? Get some pie. You've got to try the pie. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of pie. Oh, it gets so... all it gets all in your beard, mm, or it's going to <laughs> later. <laughs> okay, so you get your right. You... So, so that I'm a paying customer. Yeah, and then once I've selected that, I'm going to be like, gentlemen, should we um, head back to camp? Yes. <laughs> uh, Argus, let's go. Off to camp. <laughs> you can. I say knowingly. You you can go, Argus, but you you you'd rather not. But but you know. Come come, we'll visit again. What? Oh. <laughs> <That's>, oh. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You know. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he'll go. Okay. He's shoveling more pie in his mouth as he goes out the door. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much for visiting. Come back anytime, and perhaps we'll see when, you in Prigward. Oh. We're going to sing your praises up and down the road from here to Brock Breckenwald. Well, it was a pleasure meeting all of you gentlemen. I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. Pretty happy here, so more than likely you might see me again. Uh, As I'm I'm going out, um, Argus wanted to look in the kitchen again. You said there was a huge stove, like big enough to cook a gingerbread man stove? Uh, Yeah, it's quite large, yes. Like one of those six foot gingerbread men could come out of that thing. Uh, perhaps, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they don't let you go into the kitchen. You can like you can oh, kind of no, peer I, in. You can oh. kind of look, but Here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, gents. When we're out of earshot, I think uh, Alfred. Do you think Druge might be able to detect any sort of ensorcement on these pictures? I could tomorrow. But here's the thing about them. They're extremely popular in Prigwart, and yet I don't see droves of people leaving Prigwart and prancing merrily into the woods to come to this cottage. 
So my suspicion would be is that the magical effect that is uh, infected our friend Argus. Um, what are you talking like, about, guys? Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing, nothing. We're just we're talking about the pastries and how lovely they were. Oh. Um, I have a feeling that they probably dwindle after time or distance from from mm, the yeah, or there. the ensorcelment was actually from from Crump. You know, maybe he was the one putting a spell on me or enchanting the pie or something. I mean, I think it's likely the former, but you seem incredibly lucid for someone who's been uh, eating enchanted. Hearts. Magic pie. Yeah. How how, how um, are you? How, how are you feeling, Argus? I don't know how I'm feeling. How am I feeling, John? <laughs> uh, you 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 miss the sight of Gruwater. Uh-huh. You could have you could have listened to his stories and gazed into those those blue eyes <laughs> all day like long. One potion number seven or something. It, yeah. You you don't know what comes over you. Like you're able to sort of think about it. You're like, well, why? Like what is going on? But you th- you never thought you'd have these feelings towards another man but uh but man that was one striking <laughs> striking bar <laughs> you had a very profound moment uh uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's it's a moment of uh yeah it's great it's great um Good for you i think i'm going to whistle to bragan or signal right to come along with us from her perch okay yep we don't leave she meets you up uh didn't see I anything think in this, this boss. Called, this episode should be called How Argus Got His Groove Back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, oh. All right. Uh, guys, <laughs> unless you're seeing something here that I'm not, I'm seeing a, a fairly benign cult of enchanted baker women. Possibly enslaving local men with gingerbread things, and I don't, I don't really want to tangle with these people. <laughs> keep, keep, keep walking. See what else we find in the woods. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Is anyone thinking different? Does anyone want to go back in there and storm the cottage? No. I have, I have no interest. Them up, throw them in the yeast bin. No, and there's, 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 there's only one other thought that might be might be fun and might be worthwhile. Let's hear it. Stay. You know, back off into the woods, stay around until nightfall. See if things change at night. See if they seem like just as, you know, just as innocent at nightfall, or is that when they come out and like have their Wiccan coven dancing in the moonlight thing? Exactly. I could stand to see them dancing in the moonlight. That'd be all right. Yeah, but can we stand here while you're enchanted? For who knows, probably get me out of here. We'll tie you to a tree. It's fine. I do think it's a good idea. Crump Gruwater comes out dancing. I'll be done for. <laughs> That's right. what I'm well, we, about. Can, we, we can back off quite a ways and then come back at night if Argus seems fine. Like we can ask him, like, how, how do you feel about uh, old Crump Water now? If he's still all gaga, we we don't go back. But if he if he seems to get better, maybe we go back. All right, that's the plan. Then is to wait till nighttime. Check it out. Yeah, I think so. But I think I think we need to leave down the path. I'm going to assume that they're going to follow us, or at least uh, Miss Stabby Stabby thing is probably going to track us, right? So we need to go far enough away down the path where, but then when we veer back towards the the glade, maybe the point of entry that we originally made. Um, She's not still following us. Does that make would, sense? Would, would Bregan be able to assist us in covering our tracks, or at least? I don't think it? she's high enough level to do that. Okay. Uh, I, I guess a, another you, you, another relevant 
Sorry, go ahead. Another relevant question might be like, you know, we followed this path from the road. Uh, how is it an hour off? Is it two hours, three? You know, how how far away? How uh, did we travel down this path? Well, you didn't. You you happened upon the glade, not from the path, right? Like you kept you were searching the hex diligently, so you don't know how long the path. Were. But because you do, you basically have the map of the hex like in your head, sort of thing. You know that the. Um, the uh the glade is basically like near the center of the hex which is approximately like maybe a mm, no more than two miles from the road so you assume that the path if it leads to generally in a straight direction back to the road would be about two miles if that it's probably more like a mile and a half what time of day is it john uh it's still morning it's probably at this point probably around 11 a.m maybe hey gang do we want to if this doesn't sound absolutely sinister i'm not trying to hurt anyone <laughs> That's a great caveat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've already determined that there are many people traveling along the road, not least of which some merchants and the like, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Does it, for curiosity's sake, make any sense to sell or give a pastry to a stranger and have a conversation with them for a little bit and see how they react? I mean, we have no reason to think they're going to melt, right? We just know it's made Ted super happy. I'm curious if all the pastries have the same effect or if it was just the pie. It's I mean, they, they sell these pastries all the time. So I think that, I mean, we could probably even offer one to our um, uh, retainers and see how they. And, and I, I think. Retainers? I don't the, want well, the, that's I know. I, I don't want. Well, they, yeah. That's I don't the want way. them to realize we're charming them, one. Two. Uh, Such a good use of retainers, though. Be, it's like, it's like, right? Hey. <laughs> Hey, eat this, eat this, eat, eat this, this thing. Bubble. Check this trap. You know, Go down uh, that passageway. You know that wage we renegotiated with you? We think it might be a little steep. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so, no, so, but what I think would inform us on, perhaps, is, is uh, whether uh, what Argus is going through is local, right? Is a result of some synergy between the baker's dozen and our beautiful bard or if it's purely the pastry or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, I don't know. It's a thought I have. We have time before nightfall, so we could do things before nightfall, is my point. Right. Yeah. I, I, well, I would I'm, say we... we confused about one thing as far as, like, hex exploration and timing. The, the hex is explored at this point, and yet it's still morning, but the, it takes a full day to explore the hex, right, John? Uh, I misspoke. It, it wouldn't take the whole day. Um, well, let me, let me just double check. Uh, it might be later than you I said. Previously said it was a full day to explore, fully explore a hex. Yeah. Cause if we've been looping around and find everything and then find the road right. and then go down. If we can knock one out before noon, we should move to the next one and knock that one out. No, you can, <laughs> I mean, I agree. It, it doesn't take up the whole day to search a hex. It just reduces the amount of miles that you can travel in a day, depending on the oh. terrain of the hex. So in this hex, which is moderate terrain, cause it's tangled forest reduces the maximum amount you could travel to eight miles. Um, if there was anything impeding you further than that, then it would obviously reduce it down to that as well. Um, but basically, you're topped out at eight miles, um, uh, and the hex is six miles wide, right? So you have, um, you, you know, an extra two miles is fair. Exactly, that's like your budget, right? right? You, you could do that. So you so would not be able to. We, we use seventy five percent of our travel time for the day, yeah. and I hate doing math, but. That would mean that if we started first thing in the morning, we'd be like 75% through our daylight hours, basically, right? Is that kind of way to think about that? Yeah, basically. That's actually true. Yeah, so uh, what does that mean? That means it's probably like mid-afternoon. Okay. Right? 
So we want to test some pastries. Yeah, man. Let's, Let's go, just go yeah. back to the road. Test, test, you know, test pastries or if we can, and then come back and like, yeah, peep, peep at the girls. I five silver, five <laughs> silver pastry. I'm pretty amoral. I'm pretty amoral, and yet I would feel a little bit better magically experimenting on people if we just gave them to them for free. Okay, fine. So seems a bit dodgy okay, to be who, like. Who are you giving it to? Pay for the privilege. Come on. All right, you get back to you get three muffins for sale. You get back to the. Do you want to get back to the road, or do you want to get back to your cart? <clears throat> the cart was on. The, oh, I see. the cart is slightly off the road, like like maybe like a couple hundred yards as far into the forest as we can get, right? It's not even that then, because it's a cart. So, all right, so yeah, you right. you get back, you get back to your cart, and what do you do? I think well, I we leave the part where it is off the side of the road, go to the road, and then just um, wave at people and be like, we set bought too many pastries. You set know? up a lemonade yeah. stand. I was going to say we'd use the cart and look like merchants, basically. You know what I mean? Like, make it look like we were selling wares, not just strangers standing in the middle of the street. Well, yes. we, uh... <laughs> like, what? <laughs> who's oh, who's what stopping we gotta do is make... the guy with a bunch of yeah, sweet no rolls taking just, those. Like, covered in mud, right? <laughs> yeah, tailgating, man. We bring the cart up. Is it any better to be rolled up in a white van offering people sweets? I don't know. <laughs> Look, there are a bunch of, my, my point was there are a bunch of merchants with caravans that go back and forth on this road. We'd probably look a little more legitimate if we were with our caravan and not just... Yeah, that's fine. Bring the wagon up. We set up, uh, you know, some uh, folding oh, chairs. Get a little yeah, yeah, fire yeah. going. Okay. Yeah, so um, the traffic has dwindled down because people have to plan for the fact that they sure. need to be in pre-work by the end of the night, right? But sure. yeah, but you do get like one or two, you know, and the guards are like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll have one if you're offering. And they, they... Oh, well, here we go, my friend. Just take a seat by the fire and enjoy yourself. Well, we got to get, get getting on to Prigwater or else we're not going to be able to make it in time. But uh, we do appreciate the tart. Thanks so much. Yum, yum, yum. What do you think of my friend here? <laughs> no, no, after he bites it, I'm going to hand it to him, right? If Once he's had a bite. Yeah. I'm going to say, hold on one second. I want to ask you a thing or two about uh, uh, your travels. Where you come from? from? I'm from Brackenwall. How you been? Yeah. Yeah. Does his disposition seem at all changed? Uh, no, he seems to be looking at you, sort of, sort of wondering why you're engaging in conversation. He's like, "Oh, wow, uh, we're pretty good." Uh... <laughs> I'm your muscles in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard the word of, of the one true lord? <laughs> hey, show, show him your neck. There you go. Um, I'm a real so, pious man. Stopped word? at the refuge. Said a couple of prayers at the chapel. Abbot Spatulard's a good ah. fellow. He's a good fellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, ain't that true? All right. Oh. Well, uh, safe travels to you. All right. Blessings to you, Father. Thanks so much for the tart. Oh, of course. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to take a nibble of one of the other tarts. It tastes phenomenal. Like, like ridiculously good. All right. Like, well, like Cinnabon. <laughs> uh, without the oh, after, oh, without oh, the yeah. after effects of of uh, yeah, rushing sure. to a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Aww. All right, so well, we have we have. Oh, you can go into. Damn. <laughs> All right, well, we have nine pastries. Specific. We have nine pastries, so that could feed the whole crew tomorrow morning uh, or something like that. Uh, All right, are we still going to go ninja back to the uh, glade and and try and watch them? You know, turn into werewolves or something. or something. Yeah. I feel yeah. less. I feel less suspicious of the the baked goods themselves. 
Argus, you are, you're having like waking. Argus is like totally out of it. Um, you have to kind of snap your fingers in front of his eyes to get his attention to talk about something as he's like constantly daydreaming about the hulking, <laughs> the hulking muscles of Crumb Grew Water. So dreamy. <laughs> he really is. Oh, okay, man. We didn't, we didn't spot any sort of, we just had the pie. His, his well, I mean, they did, well they didn't force the pie on us in a way that they did not the other pastries, and we did not buy any pie. I don't yeah, think it's I don't know. You could spiral. I don't think it is. Hell. Yeah. Uh, other fey magics, I suppose. Okay, well, I am okay moving on with my life. <laughs> but if we, if we want to go leer in the woods and definitely get turned into gingerbread men because we're leering in the woods, then we can try, but I don't know if it'll end well for us. <laughs> John, did uh, we get seems a bit... Good. Did we get... Excuse me. Gross. Did we get any sense that Oak and String was lying or surprised when we asked about the Velvet Touch? Was there any, like, hesitation or... No, it looks... You know, like... I mean, he, he looked like... The impression you got was that he was, um... Uh... He, he he's dismissive of other like he doesn't think that any other he mentioned other bard and he's automatically like, I'd never heard of the man you know you know so he he may have been lying but it was sort of like sort of you know there's no one really better to talk about than me obviously you know, you know, right that sort of thing so now this goes back to my other thing where either the velvet touch is now a ginger touch or he's locked up in one of those outbuildings or he's in a pie or he's not there at all. Right? Like, I mean... Well, I think, yeah, we would have to do recon in the other buildings. Uh, because we know his last seen whereabouts or his whereabouts was following them after the festival, yeah, to go. That's also, right. Open yeah, Spring yeah. said that he was a member of the Bardic College, which means that that other bard in Prigwart would know who he is then, right? He is the, he is the, he was the guild representative. To be clear, he's like, uh, Spruitman Neve is not a bard. He's like, he, he works for the Bardic Guild, right? It's a difference, yeah. That's actually even better because then we don't have to worry about his ego trying to say, like, oh, I've never heard of him before. You know, like, we can... We can go ask, then. Yeah, oh, but no. again, I'd rather go do Hex exploration than go back to Prigwork. Okay, um, well, do we want to do ex uh, do another Days of Hex explore? Okay, so you're not going yeah, back I to the college now? I mean, if, oh, go if, ahead. if Argus doesn't seem to be himself... I don't think we should go back. If he does seem to be himself, then it would be worth taking a peek just to see if there's any hint of this missing bard guy, though. Okay. Missing velvet. No, I, I agree with you. I think if Argus is still enchanted, that we shouldn't go anywhere near that. No, we're, we're doomed. We'll just camp for the night and see how he feels in the morning. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got a caravan. We, we got some pastries. <laughs> All right, so you're going to camp here? Yeah, yeah I, I think so. so. Yeah, let's camp here. Okay. Uh, now let's get ambushed by the drone. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> On that, actually, can I take a quick? Do we want to do a group break or? You want to do a break? Yeah, we can do a break real quick. All right, guys, we'll okay, be huh? we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. Uh, so my question was: Are you guys? You're just going. You guys are just going to sleep here at night, right? You are not going to venture because it seems like Argus is still enchanted. Yes. Correct. Okay. Cool. All right. So. Uh, did you guys bring firewood with you on the cart, or do you guys need to go get th that stuff? I think we should try to get that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Actually, uh, we had bought firewood at some point, but we no longer have it included in our slots. So I, I guess we must. Used, use it I know we used it once. 
at least. Yeah, we had like three days, but it's fine. It's not a huge Whatever. deal. It's usually the easiest, usually the easiest part of camping. Um, so I just need to know like who is going out to to gather firewood. Okay. And send all three minions. Can they do it? Yes, they certainly can. Okay, so David, you get to roll for the minions. So um, basically, each person who's going to look for wood is going to roll a d6. Um, you can actually roll three d6, David. It's fine. And your, your target number is eight. You're trying to find enough wood for eight hours worth of sleep. I have a ten. There we go. All right, so uh, no problem finding firewood on the side of the road. Uh, by this time of night, um, basically, there's no more traffic. Uh, it's an easy ride along the road from Prigwart to Castle Brackenwald, at least from the refuge. But like I said, like most people... You know they can get to one end to the other by the night's end. So yeah. if you're out, if you're out in the road at night on this road, you're automatically a little bit sus. Just want to let you know. Um, oh, nice. Um, uh, that would be you, you guys. Are there now the suspicious guys? <laughs> well, if I didn't this make that fair. abundantly clear. Um, okay, so you got the fire and water is not a problem. Um, uh, anyone want to try to do some cooking? Fry up some of that uh, spatchcock. Uh, Spatchcock was eaten immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah true. Because it was going to disintegrate. So all, all the fungi I have foraged for the day is gone. Uh, we could, we do have standard rations and all that jazz. Now, I don't know if we need to do that cooking till the morning for tomorrow's rations, but I'm happy to do that cooking. If you, you might not, it might not be necessary if you don't want it to because conditions might be... Uh, you have a campfire. Do you have... Um, a tent and bed rolls for everybody. Yeah, we do. Yeah. For every person. Yes. Okay. I so. Then I don't think you need it. Yep. You don't need it. Um, so you don't need camaraderie and you do not need cooking because um, it's just you get an automatic success um, on a nice, well, not a nice, but a, a chilly damp spring night with campfire. So not a problem. Uh, you guys make camp. And if any of you guys are not at full, you gain one hit point. All right. Gonna do a little thing here. I don't think any of us uh, are uh, took any damage from. Hmm. No, nope. stands to reason. I'd be surprised if you did. Look, it's uh, poisoned pie that I've eaten. But... All right. Um, you awake I, do I dream of the of the bard, John? You sure do. <laughs> mm-hmm. You wake up and. You have expected to be in a in a cozy bed, smelling of cinnamon and uh, and butter, but um, but uh, unfortunately, you you do not. You wake up on the cold, hard ground um, with a draft horse's ass in your face, um, and your less than stellar companions waking you up. Hey. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in the, on the morrow, let's see what the weather is. Please roll me a d6 first. I did it last time. I'm on it. Let's clear that. And D6 it. It's a five. Five. Another uh, spring day. So give me a 2D6. Great. And I have a seven. Seven. That's pretty warm and sunny day. So the clouds have been pushed away. And um, it is a beautiful day. Birds are chirping. And um, just a lovely day. Am Am I still besotted? Uh, it seems to have, you, you don't really quite, you're, you're more interested now in like the aches and pains of the thorns that were underneath or of the, uh, brambles that were underneath brambles, roots that were underneath your bedroll, um, uh, lingering memories of 
of a well-turned calf kind of <laughs> percolate <laughs> trapes trapes through your brain but <laughs> it, was, it was the lacing across the chest that really yeah that's hot hot when halifax <laughs> shakes his hair out in the morning does argus look at him oh like, yeah yeah absolutely I mean, you're just, you're just like Halifax, a pale comparison to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Down, you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've been working on my hair flip. So Don right, Don so rises. It looks like it's going to be an absolutely stunning day out here on the horse side road. Um, what do you plan to do? Uh, so we want to hit. Let's see. We did twelve. Twelve. Seven next. We could go to twelve oh seven. We've kind of been through there because that's the Fog Lake. Do we uh, want to check out those caves to see the if caves? Can, right, like we thought maybe there were uh, there was that uh, rogue caster, right? That uh, yep, yep. The knights we were looking that. for that the knights have gone missing. Uh, yeah. Now that's pretty far into the woods. It'll be hard to get our wagon in there. It's impossible oh, to get the wagon. Go, you you cannot take the wagon. The wagon's well, I mean, staying right here with Cam. Yeah, the whole the whole idea is that the wagon is just like a little home, mobile home that we can go yeah, back to. Sure, a little glamping, you know. Mm -hmm. Or we could go do thirteen oh seven along the Horse Eye Road, and is that know, the Abbey though? It, it is the refuge. I mean, I do want to go talk to that guy about um, hot dead chick. Yeah, corpse bride. Nice. Um, it's up to you. I mean, I guess both options are interesting. I think so long as we explore a hex, I'm happy. So yeah, I say we go down to Fog Lake, man. Let's check that place out. I want to do the. I want to do the caves. I want to look yeah. at that. Okay. 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 Yeah, last time we were through there, we were all running on like one hit point. Had no arms. It was like it was brutal. We <laughs> wanted to get home. Speak for yourself. I think I was. So, yeah, some up. of us had two arms. Uh, just saying. Right. But you know what? Only one of us had a five con. All right, so if you want to head directly south, oh, oh, wow, Con yep, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very, very strong <laughs> card. I think someone's compensating a little bit with yeah. typography. Yeah. yeah, well, the old, one, the, old one, the old one, this this gets washed out. My camera takes uh, it, does, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. true. Now, oh, so I decided true. to upgrade the, the visibility. Convy. Nice, it's more, more like uh, like what convention are you going uh, to, Ted, or something? Uh, well, yeah, great. <laughs> it's the fifth one, whatever it is. Yeah, right. Argus Con 5. Argus Con 5. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so, so you're gonna, off to Fog Lake. So you're going to yeah. head south directly off the road, which means that you're going to head through the bulk of the same hex that you traveled yesterday. Um, so uh, assuming that you basically are going to head directly in, uh, south, you would actually um, pass through Mother's Glade once again. Um, so I'll just ask you because it would take no effort. It would be part of your travels if you wanted to stop there again um, for any reason. Now's your time. I'm, I'm sorry. I was fuzzy on whether or not Argus is still feeling a little loopy towards um, Oaken Street. Not as much, no. It appears to be fading. Do we want to march on by, see if, see if we can't um, uh, sneak some kind of peek into the, some of those buildings in the back on the way, or do we want to just let it... I'm not. I mean, I'm not leading scared, you towards if, it. I'm just letting you know that, like, there is yeah, an yeah, yeah. there is an I opportunity mean, here once again to because you, you're going to pass you right go by right it. Yeah. Yeah, you're just giving us the option. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't are know, taking, man. Are we taking Bragan again, or 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 um, Pen? If if we're scared of a baker who took out a bard, we should really consider our scale because we're looking for a, a, a spellcaster who took out at least a couple of knights. 
You say Baker like it's not a scary thing. That's the. That's the <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I mean, it's very scary. But um, I'm fine. I'm, I'm I'm fine either either way. There doesn't seem to be anything like it's definitely suspicious, but it's not like. Yeah, we I would go back and just. Can't we just take the road down <coughs> through the hex since our wagon is kind of on the edge of the road anyway? And then when we get to that hex um, 1207, then we can wrap it in and go cut over to Fog Lake? No. The, the wagon the, 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 the wagon has to stay on the road. The wagon cannot... Well, I understand that. Okay. But, but you're saying that we, we could cut through the glade, but if we're with our wagon as we travel down to the next hex... No, you're, you won't be. Right be you, you won't be. So the, the the wagon has to stay in twelve oh six because that's where the road is. You understand? And then you then you would have to leave it and enter onto the 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 hiking path basically that leads to the glade on your own two feet. Then if you uh, or you could just avoid the path entirely if you didn't want to meet perchance meet up with the daughters. Um, but regardless, you're going to be in your two feet going through tangled forest. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move through. Uh, I think our options are either to ignore it or to go in and say, hey, our friend is feeling kind of funny after eating that. I'd be wary about your your yeasts. Maybe some uh, poison berry got in it. Is everyone feeling okay? I mean, you know, <laughs> point being is, like, if we want to go in, I think we have to inquire more than siege. And otherwise, we probably just move forward. You know? I would say we avoid it. Okay, let's move on then. Okay, so you're going to travel around then? Deliberately avoid it. Okay, yeah, not a problem. And, and okay. John, yes, I would like to bring Ethel along. Uh, Ethel, got, yeah, yeah, she's got supplies on her, and in case we end up spending the night or something, yep. she can be led through Tangled Forest. Yeah, um, yeah. Are we taking yeah. Ethel and Bregan or Ethel, Ethel and Pym gang? gang? Bring the, the well. Originally, uh, I thought we were going to have the fighter and the hunter travel with us and and leave Pym with the wagon, or that maybe was, if we're if we're no, leaving the wagon, the wagon with the girl with the girl robbers, that doesn't seem very good. No, I, we have to. The, the warrior always has to be with the wagon, and, and maybe the, the, just because That's otherwise all. we lose the so, wagon. So which which henchman is coming? We can bring both of them or one. I say we like bring Torchbearer boy. Let's bring Torchbearer boy. All right, let's bring Pem. Pem's with us. Okay. And so the hunter and the warrior staying with the wagon. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Puddles, hunter, warrior. She should camouflage the wagon, make sure no one finds it, make sure it's like, you know, hidden and and maybe patrol. Okay. You know, not just sit there smoking. So here's the deal. Because you search the hex, um, and because uh and I will say that you are deliberately avoiding that path. Um, but thanks to uh Gwillem's foresight in placing like little markers, it, it does actually come into play the very next day. Um and uh uh even though it is tangled forest and there is, it's completely pathless, you are able to sort of um, uh, find a route directly southwards into the next hex without. Um, uh, actually, no, I'm reducing it. Not yeah. Okay, so you do need to roll, but it's going to be uh, less of a chance. So normally it'd be two and six. Normally it would be two and six. Now it's one and six chances. Okay. Um, David, I think roll. you got. I think you got to roll it, man. It was your idea. We got a four. Okay, so you were able to, you're able to move into um, into twelve oh seven. So you came into twelve oh seven um, after wandering lost in from basically like the south southwestern part of it, um, but now you're coming in from the north. Um, the 
dense force that you were in previously of elm um and kind of the forbidding sense of it it kind of uh it gets even a little bit more ominous as it becomes a little bit a little bit more sodden and bog like but not not completely it just you know that you're sort of starting to approach hags Adel, the the origin of hags Adel. but um you can hear the uh the strange booming croaks of uh creatures known as bog owls that are echoing from the surrounding vegetation um and it, through all of you uh, dolmenwood natives um just the sound of any sort of owl um, kind of puts you on edge from years of having been brought up that owls are an omen of the presence of the drone. Um, uh, needs to say though, um, it is rough going as you kind of pick your way through with Ethel and, uh, Pim, right? Pim is who you're taking. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, uh, you are you find yourself in a dell upon uh, these uh, slopes, uh, these sort of wooded slopes that um, are generally sl- kind of sloping down towards what you assume is going to be Fog Lake, um, and there is uh, the mist starts to sort of roll in, like from all directions. So you know that you're really you're starting to approach the lake itself, um, uh, and it gets to a point where you can't really see that far ahead of you. You have to be really careful and stay close that you kind of keep keep an eye on each other. Um, and at one point, sort of like in the northern part of the hex, the mist actually coalesces into the form of a huge pearlescent white doorway. Like, hell yeah. Like made out of like wispy clouds. And it's sort of like the door jam itself is sort of like, um, two trees, like actual trees, right? So it sort of forms in between two trees. But fronting those two trees on either side of the doorway are two huge, like 12-foot-tall uh, humanoid figures um, wielding blades, like holding the hilt and with the point down on the ground, completely faceless, but really, really... Um, uh, their, their shape is sort of moving in and out of the mist, basically, right? But it, but they're really lithe and slim, but in only the vague recollection of, like, a humanoid form. But they're completely featureless, but you can see that they're massive warriors, 12 feet tall, on either side of these huge, misty doors. Love to see it. Okay, go ahead. Is there a ley line imp- uh, effect here? No. So the mist rolls in off the lake, begins to coalesce into a single door. No, a huge, massive, twelve-foot-tall, like double doors, like a you know, like a seam in the middle. Double yeah, door. Yeah. Right, you, right, right. you cannot see the lake. You just know that the presence of the mist is um, from your previous visit here. Usually, is indicative that the lake right. is nearby. So if if right. any of you heathens had played any of the Dark Souls games, you would know this is obviously a boss gate. And it's not, it's not gold. Uh, it is, it is a uh, misty white. And do, do, you know, when this happens, like, does all sound deaden, you know, or can we still hear the chirps and calls of birds? No, and... you can still hear like, yeah, mostly the croaking of the bog owls. So it's like a kind of like a right. little bit ominous. Um, definitely not normal. Um, and uh, quite fearsome. Like it's like, uh, you know, it does not look inviting at all, but but it did sort of appear in your path, mm-hmm. despite that. Uh, okay. I'm are they, are they 
Yeah, are they wearing any kind of uh, armor or anything that we would recognize, or are these just like weird figures? Very weird. Yeah, it's like maybe, but you think it might just be your mind sort of projecting that. It's it's obvious that they are holding blades, but they but they're made out of like a misty cloud. You know what I mean? It's just very sort of. What do they sort of look like? The Oscar trophy or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feature, featureless, like that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Dare we approach uh, the gate? I think I, we I, should. I do. Yeah, yeah, and I, I speak Saint Fargadis Fogarty's name as we do. Uh, guide us. Yeah. Say John hallowed, hallowed. What? Say John Fogarty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 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 on this hallowed glade, that we may uh, see clearly. May the big wheel keep on turning. So you uh, you move close to the doors, and uh, do you remember that scene from? Um, uh, never ending story where like of course of course <laughs> you know what I'm talking about right like yeah where they mm-hmm. so the 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 heads actually turn to look look at you as you sort of approach like they t- like turn in and down and even though you can't see their eyes at all you you can you can feel something like looking at you right yeah um, I'd say hail and well met out loud give me one second that's what I was gonna say oh yeah David's David's totally dead though. Love it. Love to see it. Love to see it. Offer them some pie. <laughs> okay. So as what you approach feelings on bars? as you approach the doors open. Right? They, they the fog opens and beyond you do not see obviously you don't see what's would normally be beyond the, the, those doors. You don't see the forest. Um, what you see is a gravel road that twists through what appears to be a forest, but not the forest that you are residing in right now. It's a, a, a gloomy, dark, twilight forest of thin trees. It, seem, it. it seems like utterly colorless, like devoid of life almost. Um, but, it, but there's a road that sort of wends its way slowly through those trees, off into the distance where it disappears. In a, on a very short horizon. And is there any reaction from the features other than they're just kind of like looking down at it? Looking right down at Brother Gwillem, yeah. And Are there uh, any reactions about this? Oh, sorry. I, ahead, I just want to know what Pim does at this point. Uh, Pim is basically shitting himself. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, Mike, yeah. go ahead. Are there any legends about this door or misted guardians in, you know, near the vicinity of Fog Lake? Is have we ever heard of anything like this? Is it? Oh, no. Not, not less than you heard about it in the campaign so far. But do you? Um, um, I, I turn to the party and say, uh, "Throw me a rope that I may tie it around my waist." Willem, you hear Pim yeah. is repeatedly saying under his breath the seventh mandate, just over and over and over again. I, have, I was kind of wondering. I gotta refresh myself real quick. Hold on, hold on. It's, it's, it's one about uh, not truck with fairies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, fire. Do you suppose this goes to fairy? I don't know. I It could be some divine sign from uh, well, the gods themselves. Probably goes to Costco, bro. Who here can divine the, the, the will of, of God? I, I certainly can't. All I can do is truck in his lands and spread the good word. 
Uh, so I, I, I guess at this point, Halifax would uh, uh, look up and call out to the, the figures. Uh, guardians of this gate, our travelers welcome to this portal. They, they, they do not move or respond in any sort of way. Well, John, I'm going to approach. I'm going to approach the gate, not cross the boundary yet. Okay. Shall approach. As you bring yourself alongside Brother Gwillem, um, the 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 heads slowly turn to regard you as well, until they're looking at both of the two of you, right at the entrance to the gate. Do we, any, do we discern any change in the material of the gate beyond, or? Uh okay. Alfred, what's your alignment? Neutral. This is mine. <laughs> so. You're fitting for a clergyman. I can be neutral or lawful. Okay? <laughs> I believe in protecting the people, which means I have to be neutral because some people aren't protected by the law. This is the nature of society, my friend. Oh my God, please. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to suggest one of our lawful friends replace us at the position of the gate and see if oh, the, I'll mater- step, I'll... the material of the forest beyond changes. Does it look l- looming and glooming and thin-treed and, and callous, or does it look golden and welcoming? Make Halifax do it. What I'm saying is we leave <laughs> so that we're right. no longer being regarded along with Halifax, and right. I want to see if anything changes. Halifax gets shot with a lightning bolt. <laughs> 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 like that knight in Neverending Story who sort of like rides out. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he um uh uh he walks uh, he walks up to kind of where they were and he looks up at the the two guardians and like so we're free to pass then. If if you're approaching as well, they they do regard you as well. They turn to look at you as you approach. I take a look at their swords. Are they nice? It's a, it, you can't tell. Like I said, they're made out of mist. Everything's made out of mist. John, well, not, you know, compliments, guys. Like you know, one guy to another. <laughs> now that Halifax is the only one being regarded, and and uh, we have extracted ourselves from the gate, is there anything different about the gate or the vision beyond? Like when you're looking at it from a distance. Yes. So, or, or, or does Halifax see anything different? I what, what I'm asking no, is, you all see the same what, thing. what I'm wondering is, go ahead. You, okay. you all see the same thing. Thin right. trees, gloomy, well, let's, dark. Let's tie a rope around Halifax and push him through. I mean, let him walk through. <laughs> what do you say, Halifax? Right. You want me to do it? I'll do it. I'll go. All right. I'll get my rope off of Ethel, tie it around Halifax's waist, tie the other half to the saddle horn on, on Ethel there, and, uh, off you go. Okay, so you enter through the doors. All right, you step through. You, you make that face, and now everything. <laughs> <is good. laughs> you step through the door with a rope around your waist, and it's uh, immediately the sounds of the happy sunny day uh, back in Dolan would just cease. It's just like an instant, just gone, and everything is uh, shrouded in silence. Just really really quiet all you can hear is the crunch of your first footstep as your boot hit boot hits that gravel road in the dark uh, uh and you see that you are uh surrounded except for directly behind you there are 
the same doors with the same guardians that leads back to Dolmenwood, and you can see that through the doors that you can see the sun shining, and you can see your friends sort of gazing at you through there, wondering what's going on. Um, but all around you and around that door in every direction is this unending twilight forest of these thin trees with this, uh, some sort of sourceless light that is barely barely lighting the place, like a, like a never-ending twilight. But there is a road that moves forward kind of wending its way, like I said, kind of off into the distance. It does not continue behind you past the door you came through. This appears to start here. The yellow brick road starts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. right here. And there, yeah, and it's a, a gravel path. Does he Follow get any sense road. Does he get any sense of uh, evil about the, I mean, it sounds very gloomy and, and ominous, but does he get a sense like you know, this is an evil place. Does it feel like undead are going to like jump out and? No, you don't get an overwhelming or... sense of 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 evil, but it's definitely a, a sense of something other, something not normal. Um, one thing that you do happen to take with you into here is that there is a uh, when you I should have said this when you when you first stepped through, it wasn't that there was silence. There was actually like. Uh, a really irritating buzzing vibrancy that was like in your head, like a as you would kind of step through and you're like, Oh, like, what is that? And then as it, um, as you kind of turn to look back and you see your companions and you're kind of getting your bearings, it slowly fades away. Sort of like someone who has like recurring, um, tintinitis. Right. Oh, um, okay. but it's just slowly it's unpleasant to go through the gate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it takes like a couple of minutes, but then it slowly fades away. I just want to point out uh, the seventh mandate is thou shalt not seek forbidden knowledge. No, oh. Thou shalt not. Uh, oh, I wasn't sure if you meant that. No, I meant the Fey one, whatever the Fey one is. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Is that the, the, six. the six? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, we can get as much forbidden knowledge as we want. That's totally cool. Um, the seventh applies here, too, I think, possibly. Yeah, yeah probably, probably true, yeah. So yeah. There, the, the gravel road is made out of sort of like a chalky gray gravel. Um, and so in the twilight, it, it actually appears quite bright relative to the rest of the dark forest and the loam underneath, right? So um, it actually gives the impression, impression of like a, a winding white way that sort of makes its makes its way. Okay. So I don't see anything of note. There are no treasure chests. There are no... Uh, <laughs> I forgot the treasure uh, chests. Know, okay, like retcon, retcon. I, like, They're I, dangling I from trees. Yes. <laughs> no version no, 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 no. of like a big welcome Halifax sign. No, no. no. Is, there, is there like a you know a road sign that says Ravenloft on it by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh, yeah, dude, you're like going to summon a lawyer. Uh, yeah, really. Mm. All right, One so, uh, mm. here in a cloud of sulfur. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he'll, he'll kind of look around and um, and kind of uh, test out the very obvious question. Can he go back through the doorway? Yes, you can. Yep, your friends are delighted to see you whole and unharmed. And you guys, it's so not we, like he doesn't, he doesn't disappear. You see him enter yeah, and right. look around and hold his head in, in pain for a second. And you watch him come back out and he seems to be fine there. Um, okay. There, the vibrancy, the buzzing does not happen when you return to Dolmenwood. Okay. What is most shocking is, ah. is the, um, is the reappearance of sound all in a rush, right? Like all of, all the sounds of, you know, the forest, like just, you know, it's birds and people and blah, 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 you know. So my question would be this: Once Halifax has recounted what they saw, 
Uh, do we have any sense of a place geographically that we've heard of in Dolmenwood? Could, could I have seen any landmarks or uh, anything? Yeah. In the you mean like where you are right now? No, no. When no. I was in, when I was through the, the door. Oh, no, no. It's a. It, it was. It, it was not like a mirror. A mirror, like a dark mirror of Dolmenwood. It was a different place. Another, another place. No, no. I understand place. that. What, I, what I'm asking is, would that would there be a place in the Dolmenwood that sounds familiar? Like, like what? Oh, what, oh, uh, you know I, I'm like randomly saying, like, what I think. Oh, this is like uh, the dark mirror. Well, it's a funny. You know, this is near Magritte's Reach or something like that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Locationally, does this feel like a portal to me? Or something that's existential. It, you know what I mean? It definitely. I mean, I mean, it's it's fairly obvious. I mean, you know that this is not. Um, it, no, it does not, not does not remind you of anything in Dolmenwood, and it appears completely and totally unnatural. It's um, um, Halifax could report to you too that there is a lack of like there's like an omnipresent twilight, a twilight, right? But the but the but the source of that light is. Um, nowhere to be found there's no sun in the sky right. that in itself would be yeah you know well the reason i asked is there's a place called castle everdusk on the map <laughs> and i thought hmm interesting if that's written on my map somewhere you know mm. and we know what the map says no it's a fair question right. it's a fair question narnia, but this not, is... not brooklyn yeah. we're going to narnia not brooklyn we're going to a yeah. whole nother yeah no no i understand i understand that's well, part it, of it you definitely yeah, get the yeah. vibe that it is a portal of some sort to some other place well, I think we're we are uh, mandated uh, by the one true God to explore this land. Uh, Has come to our path. Uh, yes, uh, John. One other question that I have. He would kind of compare notes. How how long does it seem like I was gone? Is there any kind of evidence of like time screwiness like we had before? There does not appear to be evidence of that. But you were there. And I wasn't there very. You were there very but... briefly. Yeah. All right. Let's tell Pin. To wait, what time of day is it, John? Uh, good question. Probably pretty early. You can explore for eight, so it'll take you about four. Uh, and you're moving by what, 12 miles right now? No, eight miles. Because of Ethel. Uh, let's see, it'd probably be four or five. You moved about four miles directly south. So that's like half a day, right? So noon, noon. Okay. So why don't we do this, guys? Do we? A little bit later. Uh, we a little bit Ethel later. With us, we could take Ethel with us, but that might cause us problems later on. I don't think we can ask Pim to come through that portal with us without yeah. making him like you know shit no, twice. Freak, yeah, freak him out. Yeah, no. Right. So why don't we tell him to wait here for like an hour or two? Right with Ethel, and if we're not back in an hour or two, he goes back to camp, and then they have to wait for us for like a week. Don't we want to take Ethel with us in case we need to camp over there? Well, I'm just she's got was, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean that that might be a good idea, but also it might be problematic because if we walk down a mile down that ghostly wood road, and then there's a you know something that we need to go into, or stairs that we need to go up, or stairs that we need to go down, that's it. Ethel's going to be stuck outside. I you know, come in. You can go in, uh, yeah, go into dungeons. Mules can go into dungeons. Horses okay. can. I mean, if that's your main concern. But uh, I, think, I, I, mean, I, I say think... we, I say we bring her with us because that's her whole job is to carry stuff for us. Okay. All right. Then let's do that. But let's just have Pim wait here for an hour or two, and then and then head back to camp. 
Do we get a sense that he could do that on his own safely, John? Heading back to camp. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I don't know if he would. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a quite it's quite a distance. It's basically like a hex a hex length. That's what I'm worried about. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's I think chance. he either has to come with us, right, and he'll he'll gripe the whole time, or we'll get a morality check, or some version of I'll, or we can just say right now, Pim. Yes. Double your reward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Could no, be the, could be the offer. No, 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 no. No, no this is not official. Hold on, hold on. This is a, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. this uh, is party. <laughs> Uh, no, what I'm saying is like we, we might be able to bribe him to incentivize him to come where he otherwise wouldn't, but he is a, a trembling teen, basically, right? This is not a warrior. Right. Well, the, the, yeah. the deal we offered was a gold a day and a treasure share if they went into, you know, a dungeon or something with us, and I think this would count for a share. So sure, like, we hired him on the gold a day, and that's what we've had, that's all he's had to do so far is his gold a day job, but if he goes sure. in here, he's getting a share. We can also kind of give him a choice. You can like, you can stay here outside, wait for us here, right? Uh, With less, you know, less danger, perhaps, or come with us for, you know, through this portal, through uh, for a for a share. So stay here for your regular wage. It's also, you know, maybe you know, maybe you don't want to stay here by yourself, but come with us through the portal for a share. Half share. Or your yeah, your whatever we agreed to. The tough yeah. tough choice. I mean, I mean, it's actually a really tough choice. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a, neither of them is a really good option. You know what I mean? But um, uh... and I, I, Halifax would look to him and say, "Listen, uh, you know, we've brought you here. I I I will personally um, uh, do all that I can to protect you, as, as I do these others. But uh, I want to reassure you, my friend. I, I, I've got you. And he like." You know, pats the pats the uh, hilt of his sword. Right. You know, taps uh, his arm. I mean, technically, his brother. You could do that, but he's, he's brother Gwillem's guy. Um, so okay. all all sort of checks and stuff like that will be under his purview. But um, uh, what I'm going to do is here. I'm going to basically make him make another loyalty check, but there won't be any chance of him just like leaving your service outright. Basically, if um, if he makes yeah. it. If he makes it, he'll be brave enough to go with you. Um, if he fails it, he's going to stay outside. Okay, because I don't want to threaten him. No, no. He, it sounds like we're coercing him in a way that... I like, would, I like the idea... I of like this guy. Place. I'm not trying to, like, harm him. No, of course, yeah, yeah. Coerce him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, right. but you guys are determined to go in, and so he doesn't... There's no good option for him, so just roll 2d6. That is a three total. Okay, so he is going to... He doesn't like the look of that at all. But uh, uh, you know, he, he, do I he, add my charm? I do, don't I? It's five then, but still, still the same. So he, uh, he, um, he's a pious, he's a pious kid, a very, very uh, suspicious, and has a uh, very superstitious as well. Um, and he is here faced with something that is obviously supernatural and not at all welcoming. Um, and he sees his death beyond that door, and he sees yours as well, and is open about telling you guys that you are fools for stepping in there, but um, you are paying my wages, and uh, I will do my best to um, keep guard here, and then I will return to camp if necessary. Like, yep, okay. I'd rather have him do that than rabbit on us halfway through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're taking um, Ethel in, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
She's going to turn like inside out or something when they go through that door. She's not too happy about it either. She gives you a little bit of attitude about it, but you eventually step through. Her ears glide flat against her, uh, against her, the side of her head as she steps through. Um, and uh, you assume that she's experiencing the same thing that you all do, which is that vibrancy that Halifax warned you about. And there you are in that twilight forest with the white way stretching ahead of you. I will untie Halifax, by the way. Put the rope back on it. <laughs> It's high Alpha staff. All right, so yeah, let's uh, proceed. Proceed down. Yeah, the road. let's, let's yeah, head yeah, on yeah, down yeah. the uh, the yellow brick road. Okay, give me one moment. Are we gonna whistle? No, but we do have to link arms and dance. Hmm. Hmm. All right, so you you punch your way down this uh, gray gravel path through these through this forest um eyes out for anything strange or anything like that you just have a very a deep a deep sense of unease and otherness here um as you continue to move forward silently you feel can't help but feel that there are things watching you although you 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 don't see anything but you could swear that there are things like peeking around from behind these thin branches uh, these thin trunks of these trees um but you but you never really do see anything. Um, uh, let me see here. I'm going to roll a thing here. Sorry, give me a sec. No, no. it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. There we go. Uh, all right. So at a, at a certain point, at a certain point, you you could swear that you know you. There's nothing like, it's not like it disappears behind you or anything like that. Like you can look behind you and see like where you came from. You can get a, you can gather a sense of like how far you've traveled. You've probably gone about four miles or so down this road. You have no sense of like, there's no sun. So you have no sense of like where, uh, what direction you're heading um, in any sort of way. Um, but eventually but there, the there no branches on the path. Or anything no like branching that. at all. It does tend to wind. It'll avoid obstacles and stuff like that. But eventually the, the, the forest thins out for a little bit and you end up, um, traveling along the path through a, uh, a boulder strewn plain, just random boulder sort of, uh, uh, off to the side of the road. And you see something flitting from boulder to boulder directly in your peripheral, for, like it right off to the sides of your peripheral vision, like right behind you sort of, and you kind of turn your head a little bit and you miss it and you're, and you can't help but like every every step you take you can you can see these things kind of moving from boulder to boulder and when you finally catch a look at it you see that they're actually these there are shadows they're actually leaping from boulder to boulder and they seem to be following in your wake well that seems to be a lot of them okay well you know what i'm gonna do immediately Tim was right you see one dra drape itself slowly like you see like a shadow like a shadow actually drape itself over a boulder to your left um and it looks like in the shape of a hand but it's just it's a shadow right like it's just like it just kind of makes darkness on the boulder and then you see like part of it actually detach from the boulder and like a headlight form actually like appears to look Look at you, and when it sees you guys, notice it. Like it goes back behind and melds into like the dark, the darker shadows behind the boulder where you can't see. You know. Oh, I don't like this place. And then you okay, see like well, shadows, uh, like like as if like clouds are like over top, like 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 directly over the boulders, like 
uh, casting shadows are like uh, um, the shadows are like draped over the boulders, like and then like over like another one, you know, that sort of thing. I want to light a torch, John. Okay, so you light it, mark it off. There's um, it does not appear to you. You would thought like in a strange place like this, it would only reach out ten feet. No, but no, it 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 glows out thirty feet. A bright spot of light in this in the twilight. I, 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 I'm going to uh, look at our own shadows and see if there's any behavior that's strange. Uh, so mm. you you look down. You you are your torch is casting harsh shadows, and you see them. They are not moving the same as your own. Uh, oh. They actually appear to be uh, struggling to detach themselves from your feet, um, as if wanting to get away from the fire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. They're like, I'm taking that shield out. <laughs> you know, that's a, <laughs> Um, okay, uh, do, do I, uh... John, I, I'm going to face away from the torch. I'm going to crouch down on my hands mm-hmm. and knees. And I'm going to try to interact with my own shadow. Okay, so uh, it, it is moving of its own accord. You do not, uh-huh. it, you do not like, you, you put your hands on the ground, basically, and you just kind of scoop up gravel. Um, it appears to be writhing violently, attempting to get away from um, Argus's torch. Uh, the okay, the so. shadows on the boulders appear to have like fled behind, like the the um, not not the leeward side, but like the, the side that you can't see, right? Like into the the darkness. John, prior to him lighting the torch, were we casting like a faint shadow from the unnatural light, mm-hmm. or were there no shadows? No, there were shadows, but faint, very faint. Like you have at dusk, right? Uh, you know, I mean, just like very, very big. I move twenty-five feet away from Argus's torch. Okay, and, your shadow, and then I, your shadow and calms and down. I do, <laughs> I do the same experiment and see if there's any way I can interact with it. You can't interact, but it does appear to be following your your movement now, like you know, yeah. being itself. Um, yeah, uh, maybe we should the, turn the torch off. I kind of feel like we should. Sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but Argus, snuff the torch. I don't want uh, the essence of my 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 unself to detach. Can you can you shutter? Can you light a lantern instead, Ted, and then shutter it? I cannot. I don't have one. I just have a regular lantern. They're on the wagons. I have I have a lantern. I have yeah. that with me. We had gear. I assume we took gear with us when we were. Um. Well, if it's on your. You know, packed items, then it's with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I have mine with me. Do Do we want to try this lantern instead of the uh, the torch? Right. So we can direct light it and shield it. Yeah, see if things. Yeah, go. I'll put my torch out. Okay, and I I will uh, light my lantern. And uh, I guess I um, have my my shield there too. So can if I could like, you know, if you want, I have a notch on the top of my staff that I used all the way through Saint Chide's tomb. There, there you uh, go lantern on that and then just shutter it and then if we need it then we take the shutters off right okay fair enough so it what what's the uh, shadow behavior john the shadow behavior when when what we when shutter we... the lantern and it's only pointing yeah. in a single direction rather than on our our own shadows yeah so it's, it's not then, uh, then your shadows return to normal basically like very very vague, assuming. But assuming it's shuttered. It's not making a beam of light anywhere. It's shuttered. 
which means that it's got cracks in the shutters kind of thing, but it's not casting light, actually. Right, yeah, oh. that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, now I'll go bullseye lantern. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. it's on the ready if we get spooked and feel like we have to turn it to, to unshutter it, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Super creepy. And yeah, just how- so I'm clear, John, it did not appear as if there was a bifurcation of our shadows where we had a natural shadow and an unnatural shadow. It was a single shadow that was detaching from our. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Okay, it was like a mutation. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, gents. <laughs> I'm going to like, start I'm... saying a prayer to myself. Do we out want... loud, I'm going to start saying a prayer to St. Fogarty, who is the light. Uh, uh, yes, correct? Yes. Great. Yep. Uh, uh, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, yeah. Fogarty, let me, let me read his. Y'all can continue. I'm just going to read his full story because I'm curious. Okay, so you can Quick. you continue along. Are we walking, guys, or are we going to go turn around? Yeah, do, I we, see, do we like how this feels, or do we not like how this feels? In, in for a penny, in for a pound. It's got to go somewhere. Keep following the road. Okay. It could go does, to the plane. Do we, see it? do we see anything, John? Like, is there anything in the distance? The tower, uh, house? Uh, actually, yes. Yeah, so across this plane where your vision is actually... Um, uh, wider um you see that there is um uh, uh it looks like like the planes actually open up into a white marble plaza somewhere off in the distance strangely enough like they just sort of like 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 a you know an open plaza and there it's ringed with pillars is is this on the, the road? Like we would take the road to get there, mm-hmm. or do we cross the boulder? You would cross. The, you would cross. Like you're you're approaching it. Probably I the council chambers or something. Do you continue? What did you say, Mike? I was, I'm saying, are like are the dimensions of this plaza and the pillars like cyclopean? Are they like not made for mortals? Are they? No, they, you know, they, appear, to, they appear to be normal sized. Yeah. They appear to be normal sized. You're you're All way right, off in the continue. distance, right? All right, so you can. We continue onward. You continue forward, and you enter. You enter this plaza of white marble. Um, The pillars themselves uh, don't appear to be in ruins. They appear to be freestanding. However, they are carved with the stern faces, not laughing, of satyrs and nymphs. There um, is in the center of the plaza. There is a fountain with water trickling from the mouths of seven. Uh, oh, of one lion with seven heads into a fountain. And the, the path continues uh, onwards. I, I'm going to do two things. First, I'm going to check my shadow again. How's my shadow doing? Happy. The shadow seems to be fine. But you do see okay. that there, the, there are detached shadows that are actually peering from behind the pillars at you. Watching. Well, I don't okay. like that. I'm going to go look into the fountain and see if I have a reflection in it. Your reflection is there. Yeah. Okay. And is this a, a, a flowing fountain or, or just the water still? Uh, no, there's water, coming, there's water coming out of the seven heads of this lion. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I am going to... Yes. Oh. <laughs> you drink it? And you end up in another world. 
jump jump into the fountain, you're gonna end up in like another world, just like in Narnia. And I, then we- uh, <laughs> willfully throwing the sixth mandate, like tearing that out of your vulgo and tossing it. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Who needs this? Um, can I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh, this is so dumb, but I love it. I can't, I can't help myself. Come on, I can't help myself. I'm gonna cut my hand down, and I'm gonna sort of smell the water and look Ooh. at it a bit. Okay. It, anything strange about it? No, it appears clear and does not smell like anything. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it. What you gonna do? I'm gonna take a sip. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> you drink it. Uh, it tastes wonderful. Like it tastes like the most, the clearest. It, it tastes as if you were thirsty in the desert for like two weeks and have your first sip of water, like that kind of like refreshing of water, but it tastes like water. Um, you see, uh, every the, the three of you see all color from um, uh, basically uh, drain out of Gwillem's skin. So, uh, all, and, and all of his hair as well. So he loses, he basically what he does is he turns albino. Because like bright white, pink eyes, you can see the veins in his skin, and his and his hair becomes uh, 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 shiny white. You're so emo now. Yeah. They're calling you Elric. Elric. Yeah. Uh, what do I see, John? Does anything perceptual change about my? No, no. Everything seems to be fine. It's only the surprised look uh, upon your companion's faces, which makes you look down at yourself, and you're like, "What the fuck." I'll hold up a me- my little mirror for him. Yeah. Hey, I have to, this is a crazy thing to request. You guys want to unshutter a little bit of the light so I can put my hand in front of it and see if the, the torch light works my hand. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I'm going to put my hand in front of the torch light. Yeah, the lantern. Yeah. yeah so it, 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 you know, your your skin is highly like translucent now, so you can sure. kind of see like a pinkish through the hand. Basically, you can see the bones of your hand a little bit, but other than that, it, it appears to be like a normal reaction to the. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wild. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Hey, if it was great. Like, well, it's great water. I feel totally refreshed. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Charisma doing there. Uh... Sexy man. Awesome. <laughs> His uh, white right. neck, white white neck, is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Call me uh, Ahab. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, uh... Hey, let's play a trick on Pim, guys. <laughs> Just pretend we can't see Gwillem that he's a ghost in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. We lost Gwillem, man. He didn't uh, come back. <laughs> okay. Uh, John, does 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 the plaza end? As in, is there anything extending beyond another road, another path, etc.? Or is this like the terminus of this road? Uh, no, but you do see when you're looking. Uh, it does continue past the plaza, but there is actually uh, way off in the distance, like where it appears to enter the woods again. You can see a shimmering, misty door. Oh. Okay. Well, we have to go look at the door, gang. Oh, we have yep. to go look at the door. The question um, is whether I'm going to get zapped by those fog guys because I had the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're about to find out. All right, so you, can, you, can, you continue on. You, you would say that by this time you probably have gone about 12 miles. Yes. Can I take some of the water in an ampule? Oh, yes, you can. Yep. Mark it? Yep, sure. Okay. Let's mark it down. Yeah, I, 
There is. Um, I, I, I was going. I was going to fill a water skin with it as well. It sounds like it could be fun. You could do that. Yep. All right. So you continue on. You, you think that you've probably gone about twelve miles or so, judging by how long you've traveled. And uh, you approach this gate, and you see that what you thought was actually misty is not. It's actually like a shimmering, um, rainbow-like hue. These doors, uh, but. Uh, uh, shimmering as if like sunlight is hitting it, but there is no source of sunlight. Um, and um, relescent, kind of. yes, exactly. Yeah, yep. Um, and as you approach, they open up, but they actually make a sound like as they open and scrape the gravel road to the side. And you can see through what is definitely like the mortal world, right? There's like something there, but what it appears is that you are actually, um, is like on the other side are, are, uh, are huge ancient willow trees. Like you can see basically like the drapes of these branches that are, um, uh, like, like basically covering the doorway. Like you would almost have to like push them aside, like a beaded curtain to get through. Mm. Or that's what you would push aside when you step through the doors. Well, I would so like to go through. You gotta go through. Mm-hmm. All right, you step yeah, through, and you are me like just sound, just <laughs> and I'm talking sound because when you step through and you pass through these willow trees, you hear the sound of a massive waterfall, which you are right at the top of, right? Like you're standing on the banks and like looking over oh, like a oh 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 a huge spray of of water that is going down, um, m- massive. And we're gonna we have to end it here, but we're gonna we're gonna do a couple of rolls first. First, I need weather, which should tell you something immediately. Uh oh shit. Oh shit. Oh poor Pim. Our whole wagon. Oh (laughs) (laughs) you don't invest in infrastructure, jackasses. (laughs) Okay, roll me two D two D six. Uh, I got a seven. Okay, cool. So it's, it's going to be a warm and sunny day. Uh, all right. We've heard about some falling. Wait, wait, wait. Ro- did we have to roll an initial D6, John? Or did we just skip no, right over it? We're going to skip it. Uh, roll me uh, two D6. Someone else do it. I, I already did it once. I haven't rolled a thing yet tonight. I'll do it. But Mike. I open my dice tray, 2d6, adding them together, John, or no? Yep. You just hit it twice, yeah. Okay. I got a dose. Two. Okay. <laughs> okay. Guys, eh? mm. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, we're going to leave it basically right there. It's a, it's still a warm and sunny day, but you are definitely in somewhere else. You have, like, no idea where you are. And you, um, the sun appears to be in the exact same spot that it was when you left. We'll say that. Uh, so it's exact, it's exactly the same sort of, same, same, same time of day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quick question before we go. My skin, am I still? Yes, you are. Yeah. You are now, you are now <laughs> okay. officially, an, you are now officially an albino friar. You're like, um, uh, and, and, you're um, like, uh, like, like, like Paul like Bettany from, uh, from Da Vinci okay? Code. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, you know, if I, you know, when I, when I when I get martyred one day, this is part of my 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 mythology, right? Like I have to be. Uh, yeah, Saint, uh, you have lost all color, basically, in your skin. Yeah. 
Wow, that's wild. Side note to our viewers, this is at least the second and possibly the third albino character that David has oh, played. Oh, that's true. That's not true. <laughs> second, 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 not three. second. Not three. I only had one albino character prior. All right. That's kind of weird, one. actually. That's kind of weird now that I think about that it. Is, right? That was that was what like seven years ago. That's wild. I forgot. You, you were like an albino like half orc or something, and then you were also wasn't your paladin the one i killed with the fireballs but your but uh your half work in pathfinder 2e was was albino that was just the you know huh? my last huh? campaign yeah uh anyways. Was he? I don't remember. oh right because i was referencing blood meridian you're right yeah. mm-hmm. i and forgot about it also had a McCarthy. he was well he was a psychopathic character too so it was all <laughs> you know, part of the part and parcel of david's mccarthy verse you know <laughs> yeah. if anyone wants to you know, play a really terrible character read a Cor- mccarthy book anyway john before right. yes before we go mm-hmm. When we look behind us, is the door still there, or is the door... The door is there, yes. You appear to be underneath the boughs of seven gigantic ancient willow trees, the most ancient you've ever seen, that are sitting atop a bank, uh, uh, sitting atop the bank at the top of a massive falls. Um, uh, And so you have your limited experience of where you've been traveling. You have no idea where you are. And that's where we're going to leave. And you also, and you also have no what you don't know any time that you are either. Um, but you have just you, you have just traveled along your first ferry road. So congratulations! Well, I do. I do recall that we need to. Well, we can do this off camera, I suppose. I do recall us. Uh, There's a location beyond a grand waterfall that we were discussing several sessions ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Lake Longmere at the north end. We talked yeah, about Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So, anyway. right. so delightful, right. delightful turn awesome. of events. I was not expecting this to happen. So, uh, that's my favorite <laughs> kind of session, which is fantastic. So, okay. Uh, okay. awesome job, guys. So, thanks again. Uh, thank, thank you, John. Thank you to everybody for watching and tuning in. We just passed the 850 subscriber mark. So, we're pretty happy about that. We're on the road to 1,000. Um, so, please, uh, you know what to do share, uh, like, and subscribe as normal. And we will see you guys all next time for episode 16. Have a great night, everybody. Take care. Awesome. Good night, guys. Later.